was right. I'm sorry, Stephen. Your desecration of reality will not go unpunished. We should tell him the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another night of hilarity and fun. And not to mention games and frivolity and fun! Of course, all the things you love here on the Quiz Arena Live, because it's 7.30 on Thursday, and we're <laughs> here to enjoy the evening. And so we have some fantastic guests to join us, and so without further ado, please join me in welcoming Mike Lewis and returning guest Vincent Parfit. Give him a big round of applause. Hello, how are you going, guys? Yay! Welcome. Hello, hello. Good to see hello. you. And good to see you. You're in the background, are you too there, Vinny? I am somewhere in the background. Oh, there you are. A beautiful, <laughs> oh. starling night. Nice and rugged <laughs> up in this beautiful weather that we're having. Beautiful. So good to see Fresh. you both here. So welcome, so welcome. Um, and we've also got Rhiannon and Elizabeth Irons as well. How are you back there, Rhi? I'm good, honey. Welcome back to the madness, everyone. Yes, yes, it's good to be back. It's fun to be here and hoping that everybody else is rested and ready for a couple of more games of fun and entertainment news, which I'm sure you have a whole bunch of brimming stuff. Uh, and we also <laughs> had an interesting question playing in our intro there uh, from, what was it, uh, the... Uh, 
universe of madness was the multiverse of madness because our universe of course is a multiverse of madness in itself from Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness so that's a question that you guys can think of as well out there um, who did Bruce Campbell drop in that little post in that tweet there but before we do that let's introduce mike lewis who of course has some beautiful music out there that you can find on spotify in our link in the description of my broken art so welcome mike how are you and how have you been i'm good yes uh, i'm excited to be here thank you very much for having me good stuff uh do we answer the question? Like, is that up to us? I've been thinking madly about it now. and Yeah, it, it's, if, uh, yeah if you definitely um, know what the answer might be, yeah, chime in away. Or if any of those things uh, brim a like, little nostalgic thing that you'd like to go off on, you feel free. Oh, I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Okay. Uh, I think it was Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins? Nice. Awesome. That's like the uh, Yondu so. reference as well that we had in uh, Guardians in the Galaxy, um, on there, which is beautiful. A lovely sort of like, you know, father-son sort of relevance that we had there. Beautiful. Well, if you've got an answer then, then straight away there, why don't we say to Vinny as well, do you know what Vinny the answer could be from that? So... Uh, was it on April Fool's 2021, Bruce Campbell dropped uh, a photo uh, in a tweet, I'm assuming, in a post uh, of, uh, what was it, a picture of the script of uh, Doctor Strange in the universe of, uh, Multiverse of Madness um, with Doctor mm -hmm. Strange and another character. Do you know what that other character might have been? Mike no. Lewis is saying Mary Poppins. So you yeah. could... I, I mean, I'm going to guess, but you know, I'm I'm not going to say the same thing as Mike because it's just nice. it's just uh, it takes away all the competition. Oh, I like it. Yes. So I'm I'm going to say it's uh, Cruella Deville. Oh, beautiful! I love it. But that's not a script, is it? Cruella Deville. No, but she is a character um. in the script, so that also works out very well. And both Disney characters. I love that. It seems like you guys know your Disney stuff. <laughs> well, we had a Disney special. Not our Marvel stuff. Yes, yeah, well, that's it. It's all been encompassed under that one sort of, again, universe, um, uh, which is great. So uh, th there's some references out there, too. If you guys think you know the answer out there in the chat, get into the typing away so that we can find out what you guys think out there. And we've already had a whole bunch of fun and frivolity running off in the chat. It seems to be something that's brimming out there with Phil Robinson, Ghoul Fiends, Kate Miller, Jordan M., um, Says he says, uh, everyone get involved out there. We've got uh, Madame Macabre as well and Rihanna Elizabeth Irons out there moderating so well to s make sure that she's going to be answering your questions and making sure that everyone's keeping very kind and nice in there. We've got a lovely community that has br been brimming with all of the Quiz Arena Live people out there. So it's so good to see everyone coming together out there. So great stuff. Um, Rihanna Elizabeth Irons, it's a good thing that maybe you could drop a couple of hints out there. Um, I don't know if uh, I can. I thought I did in the title. Um, or at least what the, uh, the the text was saying up there. But do you know what that might be, the answer to that question? Oh, I do. Yes? I do. I do. Considering I don't know Marvel, I'm actually pretty pleased that I know this. Yeah? So, um, yeah, I don't want to give it away, though, although a couple of people have said it in chat. Beautiful. So. We'll drag it out a little bit more because they really do yeah. want to uh, talk to Mike about some of his music. Uh, and, uh, you know, for the people as well who might want to listen in there, what kind of style and genre it sort of hits into so that they can be either um, whacking it on their, um, I was going to say, uh, iPod, but I don't think that those are a thing anymore. No, they are, but they're coming to an end at the end of the year. Oh. They are. 
That's yeah, it. Yeah, it was a big announcement. I, I read that today. Really yeah, no more iPods. Dropping the spoilers are already, or like the exclusives, <laughs> I should say, because there are. A well, couple. the biggest exclusive I had was two weeks ago when I broke the news that Hayden Panettiere was going back to the Scream franchise, and today it is everywhere. There you go. So you guys got it exclusively right here on Quizarena. Exactly. You hear it here first. Uh, it's so good. We can waffle through time and space at the same time to find out <laughs> these nuggets of goodness. So yeah, if you're a Scream fan or a horror fan, see her. Uh, reprising her role in there, which is really, really fun. Um, cool. Uh, so, yeah, what's the style and genre of music that you'd make, Mike? Uh, well, what's up there on Spotify is actually some older stuff of mine. It's uh, primarily acoustic singer-songwritery stuff. Think Sufjan Stevens or Elliot Smith, if you're familiar with those those characters at all. Uh, yeah, I set a um, little challenge for myself when recording this EP, it's like a five track EP. My challenge was to just use uh, acoustic sounds only. I totally failed. I broke that rule on at least one of the tracks, but uh, it did kind of, sometimes when you're creating something, it's good to give yourself limitations and it helps you be creative within that scope rather than being overwhelmed by all the different possibilities that are out there. Yes, exactly, yeah. Oh, cool, oh, great. It's awesome. I'm I've applied a lot of hotkeys, and so I'm remembering what they all are. So there's a lot of cognitive load that's like you know going off in my head right now. Um, sweet, you're doing well. Awesome. I love the artwork as well that's going along with it too. You got oh, some thanks. beautiful artwork there. So um, awesome stuff. Yeah, that was created by a friend of mine, um, uh, Najema, actually. Awesome, fantastic, cool. So yeah, jump on over there, and you can listen. Uh, it's not just on Spotify though, is it? You mentioned there was also um, elsewhere. On SoundCloud? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so on SoundCloud, um, it's uh, same band name, My Broken Art. It's it's really just me, although I have got occasional collaborators coming in. There's a few extra tracks, I think, on SoundCloud because uh, it takes a while to get stuff to kind of uh, move across to Spotify. Yeah, no, of course. Awesome. I'm not too sure with the whole Spotify. I tried to do Anchor for a while there, and um, we still do have our episodes each week going up onto Anchor so that people can listen to them out there uh, as a podcast as well. But we do have a lot of visual elements uh, and a lot of games that are corely visual because I'll be saying, so what's that poster? Like, you know, And you'll have to think of what the visuals are for it. Uh, and so it doesn't really work in a podcast medium, but we do try out there. Um, great stuff. And um, how are you going out there in the cold, Vinny? Are you going well? Uh, it's it's getting better. I'm a bit numb. Yes, <laughs> numb already. Yeah, because that's I'm, it. I'm below the the hips. It's just like you know, you're in shorts or something. Yeah, look, it's a pretty clear night out here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and something odd's going on with my hat. If you watch really closely, look at that. Oh wow, you turned it. Yeah. You turned it at the right point, and I thought you had a little bit of Birchnick action happening there with no head. Look at that. Oh, there it is. Yeah, like that. There we go. It was just exposed <laughs> rain. That's all it was. Uh, Lovely. Beautiful. Right. Good to see. So, no, it's okay. No? It's good to see everybody. Yes. <laughs> it's good, yeah. Oh, I'm just getting flashbacks to Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Great job. There was a sketch in that where they sang a song called Don't Get the Bite. And calling about, like, frostbite. It's very fun. His leg came off. and uh, Yeah. Good kind of <laughs> His leg came off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Beautiful. Uh, so before we jump into some games, I'd love to jump into some guilty pleasures because um, I think it's really interesting. We have a lot of guests on here who I think it's really important to talk about the things that have influenced us in our, not only careers, but in our day-to-day -day lives, what motivates us and gets us out of the bed every morning. So has there been something that has been influential uh, that you like to go back to in moments of, not necessarily crisis, but as a guilty pleasure, something that you go, yeah, I can always rely on that giving me the, the right sort of vibe right when I know I need them. You know what? I, I, my guilty pleasure is Survivor, actually. I'm, I'm ashamed even just saying that live on camera, but I freaking love it. So good. In fact, I've learned, I've learned valuable life lessons from Survivor. <laughs> yes. That's it. How to, like, not drink stagnant water or how to preserve the rice in the, the meal <laughs> right. that you get. Getting exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, eat more than just rice and, um, you know, use a stove. That's it, yeah. And, and the manipulation of a poker face when you're having to sell out your friends for, um, <laughs> I don't know, idols. Yeah. That's good. They should cross those over, I always thought, if you had, like, you know, Australian Idol and um, Survivor. Like, you know, oh, yes. th that's it. So, like, you know, they're starving to death on the middle of an island, but they also still have to put on a show at the end of every episode. Yes. yes, the singers voting each other off. That's what we need to see. That's Who cares it. what the audience thinks? That's it, yeah. Make it a bit more like RuPaul's Drag Race as well. So, like, you know, they had to do everything in high heels, but on sand as well. So it's just like raise the stakes oh, yeah. all the time. Or Al Jetty Suitors. <laughs> well, vice versa, you know, put the RuPaul contestants on a deserted island where they have to <laughs> yes. get by just with their survival <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. When they had to have the chest plates and everything like that, and they're all raiding the, co the coconuts for the best ones. It's just like, no, I got the first... <laughs> Yeah. Fashioning their heels from, you know, bamboo. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Oh, we're going to see it like, you know, next summer. It'll be on uh, the BBC because that was the other oh, thing. Copyright that. Quick. Yes, exactly. Yeah, patent that. Um, no, because uh, I was quite surprised with the, like, you know, suggestive nature of a lot of the jokes that uh, especially are on RuPaul's Drag Race to see it, that it was on the BBC, but also to the connotations that, that that show being on the BBC in and itself, like, you know, can lay. Uh, luckily, hopefully, that'll be going over the head, uh, like a Cessna going at least a mile high over the kids' heads at home, if they're listening. So, um, beautiful stuff. Um, great stuff. What about you, Vinny? I know we've asked every week, but do you have anything else that's a guilty pleasure that's out there? I, I, I have a whole list of guilty pleasures, but I'm only going to do one every so often. I think <laughs> another one another one is uh, Agatha Christie. Oh, yes. Um, of course. Oh, she's, she's very guilty. <laughs> guilty? She's... Guilty of a hell of a lot of books. I've got all of her books. She, uh, literally all of them except for the uh, romance novels where she's under a different name, something like Mary Westmacott, which I don't know how she came up with that name. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm not a fan of Miss um, Marple because Miss Marple is like just, it's like people waffling. And uh, what's the word? When, when you're just uh, creating gossip. So that's got, it's just, it's just horrendous. The amount of verbosity that they all have is just, there's no plot line that just comes out quickly. Yeah. But, Prorow's fine, but the really good ones are the ones that are, uh, are one-off uh, novellas. They're fantastic. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. They're really good. Yes. I love it. Mm. Oh, there was, um, I went to, where was it? I think it was the Blue Mountains or oh, it was mm. somewhere. <laughs> It was a um, Miss Marple type uh, shop. Uh, maybe it was actually in Melbourne. It was there. 
it was like a tea room and the whole thing was old yeah. decor and everything like that and it was it was a lovely little shop but it, 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 actually as you say like it was like a little gossipy shop i was imagining that that was the sort of place that like you know you would go to whereas like you know the pub is somewhere that guys i assume would go and, and gossip i don't know i'm not a much of a pub dweller but uh <laughs> i don't say that in new south wales a lot otherwise you know you get hung up um uh, but uh, that felt like it was the same sort of place like you know ladies with doilies and stuff like that might go along and just have their week of gossip and that would like you know be their guilty pleasure of the week too yeah well, i think it, i think it comes into like descriptions of knitting and doing crochet which of course you know i mean it's not exactly inspiring for me because i I um I can't do either of them, <laughs> but the um one of the best books if you haven't read it is and then there were none. It's wonderful. Oh yeah, fantastic. And there has been a couple of movies done of it. Cool. But and then there were none is quite spooky. It's very spooky. Yeah. One by one, each of them die on a island that they're stuck on, and they don't know one another, and they barely know the person that invites them. Mm. And it's oh, it's it's spooky. It sounds terrifying. It also it looks terrifying as well with what's happening to you. Like it feels like the night sky is encroaching around you as well at like you know certain points. It's um, mm. like the blob has got your shoulder. Like you know, at the moment, it's just like taking. It's oh, not funny, God. is it? And that couple behind Look. you, or that one guy, is just staring up in there. Oh, it's it's just gotten hot. There you go. Don't it's getting hotter out here. We've got some people out there as well in the chat saying that they've got some guilty pleasures out there. Darren saying that his guilty pleasure is this show. Oh, sweet. Uh, alarming. <laughs> Setting his alarm every morning at 2.48 a.m. there in L.A. Oh, we love it. Thank you so much. Uh, good to see you out there as well playing along and everybody else out there. So, yes, if you have a guilty pleasure, if I've missed anybody else out there as well, Reed, do please chime in and let me know and them know. Yes, well, Kate did say that her guilty pleasure was Fifty Shades of Grey, and she was pausing for my reaction. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I flipped over <laughs> at the perfect timing then. <laughs> yeah, oh, look, we all know what my stance is on that book and that film, but you know what? You're you're entitled to enjoy trashing. <laughs> <laughs> In any shade and form. That That's me being polite. So, yeah, yeah you can enjoy it. Beautiful. Oh, so good. Haven't read it myself, but, like, you know, I'm, I've seen all the memes and uh, things that are going I read on. the first ten pages and I'm currently using it as a doorstop. Yes. I'm sure. I'm, I'm imagining it's like the, the twilight of uh, a more adult. Well, that's generation. how it started. It was twilight fan fiction. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's how, that's how it started. And the thing that irks me the most is, oh my god, we're going to end up under the covers with this. I know it. Yeah, but yeah. Be careful. People there who is subscribed to Patreon. There is no yeah. research in that book whatsoever. Mm. So it's very offensive to people in the communities that I've, you know, been a part of over the years. So mm. we'll leave it at that. But you know what, Kate? I hope you, I hope you do enjoy it. And easy guys in chat, don't make me get mean tonight. Yeah, behave. All right. There's, there's your only warning tonight. Don't make me get mean. Mm. No, beautiful. Well, we might placate them by giving them the answer to what it was uh, out there in the uh, intro, which, of course, the question was on uh, uh, April Fool's on 2021. Bruce Campbell posted a shot of a film script wherein Doctor Strange was facing up against another character. Who was that character? Mike, you said that it was Mary Poppins. And Vinny, you said that it was Cruella de Vil. Uh, who do you think it was, Rhiannon? You may have the right Wasn't answer. it the dishevelled man? The dishevelled man. 
Mm. He did make an appearance in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness so very recently, and I kind of enjoyed it. I don't know. I'm not necessarily for one with reviews with numbers and stats because, as we've learned from Under the Covers, uh, I, I definitely you know don't get them right or, or off the back. But I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. Sam Raimi, of course, um, directed this and directed Evil Dead, uh, the first two, uh, and Army of Darkness, uh, as well as other films, the, the uh, Spider-Mans with uh, Tobey Maguire, which had the resurgence in the new uh, recent Spider-Man, which I'm going to probably get it wrong. It was either Far From Home or No Way Home or one of them. One of the home-based... Homecoming? Homecoming. No, Homecoming, that was the first one, I think. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't do Marvel. I'm a DC girl. Yeah, but it was the most recent one that had um, Doctor Strange in it and dealt with some of the multiverse themes in it. And I loved it. It was um, absolutely amazing. I loved the Spider-Man film slightly more than I loved this film, but... Uh, you know, it was definitely one of the highlights of the year that I, you know, got all excited for. Uh, Rachel McAdams as well was back in it too, so I loved seeing her um, as well. <clears throat> and um, always loved some Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, and yeah, and so Bruce, Bruce Campbell definitely made an appearance in this film, and so I was instantly wondering whether or not he was reprising a character, because at the end of Army and Darkness, he ends up... Um, uh, taking uh, there's an alternate ending to the end of Army of Darkness instead of taking the right amount of droplets in his mouth or whatever it is and he wakes up in the modern day or the present day as it were uh, he ends up taking too much and oversleeping and comes out when the world is all disheveled and destroyed and, and fallen apart so and he's got a long beard and he's going why and he collapses down so I kind of like the idea of thinking that if that was that same character in this world that's what like you know he fit into society after it sort of come to new again uh, and he was like a pizza ball vendor or something like this um, but anyway who gets a possessed hand and they had this really cool callback to um, Evil Dead so yes if you were making that sort of reference by saying disheveled man was the uh, Ash from the Evil Dead series then yes correct it was Ash from the Evil Dead series uh, so <laughs> yes uh, no points off for incorrect answers especially at the start so uh, if you answered Ash from Evil Dead you were correct at least that was the information that I had when I looked up that trivia information which is the script actually did say Doctor Strange and then put a disheveled man oh, I know I found the tweet there you go well perfect <laughs> yes uh, exactly just, just quickly on um, Bruce Campbell actually I believe he makes a cameo in all of Sam Raimi's films because of course he started out in Evil Dead, you know, that was where they both came through. And then yeah. I remember in Spider-Man, I think the third one, uh, he was like a, an usher, like a, a door kind of attendant at the theatre where Spider-Man was trying to get in and Bruce Campbell was there just not having any of it. Yeah. Um, there's a great quote that he had of, like, I've named him, I defeated him, and I something else. I can't remember what he did in the last one, but... The, the naming him was because, yeah, when he comes into the ring, he says, oh, I'm the Incredible Spider-Boy or something like this. He goes, no, that's stupid, and he calls him Spider-Man, so he technically named him. The second one is ah. when he, or he stops him from getting into the theatre is he defeated that's him right. because, like, you know, he didn't get into the theatre. Um, and I can't remember what the third one was, but I'm always awful with these, like, you know, uh, set up, set up things uh, but I do love drawn together where like you know they'll do the same thing they'll say some one thing two things funny third thing literally is the funny third thing um, anyway, yeah. but as a bonus fact I was gonna say what was the other staple that's in every Sam Raimi film Ooh, well it's not easy 
I don't know. I know. Colors. Colors. Samurai <laughs> has, wants colors. I'll give you extra points for the actual model of it. That's probably given it away or narrowed it down. <laughs> so yeah, it's a car. Feel free to yeah, feel free to grab the um the chat. So well, I'll, I'll give Vinny a point because he got car. I'll give two points to if you can get the actual like model and number. Oh man, I know it's already difficult. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Tesla just to be you know Tesla, modern. Because yeah, that was that was around when the first um what was it uh, Evil Dead came out. Exactly. There's some great a Cadillac. No, it's not a Cadillac. No. Oh, they might oh, be. In, they might be in the chat. They might be helping mm -hmm. us out. Oh, so. Okay. I'm having like uh, psychic waves coming to me through the internet right now. Yes. That's cheating, uh, Michael. That's something. <laughs> something to do with age. A young's mo no old oh, old mobile. It could be old. yes. Oh. Could could it be a. Uh, 70, 73, Oldsmobile, yes. Delta 88. Yes, correct. There you go, points. I even gave you an extra point because you got the year. <laughs> Perfect stuff. So, yeah, already, like, straight ahead with eight points. So, nicely done. Oh. I have to say thank you, Kate Miller. For, for that one. Yes. No, well, that's it. <laughs> the first three rounds, unfortunately, the people out there in the chat cannot accumulate any points. Uh, but in our fourth <laughs> round, the tables are going to be turned. Yes. <laughs> How are the turntables? And uh, it's going to be you guys. They're going to be helping the people in the chat out there. So in our first three rounds, of course, we're going to have three frivolous games, uh, which you guys get to help us out in the chat because our guests are going to be relying on your answers to be giving them the best chance at getting more points. And they could be losing points at any chance. Oh, boy. Uh, but then in the last chance, our guests are going to be helping you guys out because, of course, they're going to be playing along too but we want you guys out there in the chat to win along as well. Beautiful stuff. Is there anything out there in entertainment news, Re, that we should tell the people at home about? Well, I'm going to blame Donovan for this. I wasn't going to bring up Top Gun Maverick, but I'm going to have to because they had the world premiere this week and I've got to say Mr. Cruz arrived in style, literally piloting the own helicopter that took him there. So, I mean, come on. How else do you get to a premiere about flying? So, He's pretty amazing. He is. He is. And i got to mm. say, he looked incredible. So, Tom, call me. Um, <laughs> I'm actually stunned by that. I literally just thought Tom Cruise ran everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He's gone out. He's gotten his pilot's license. And, yeah, he took a few people to the premiere. And I've got to say, you can actually watch the entire red carpet event right here on YouTube. It was all done live streamed, so people at home around the world can sit there and enjoy it. And I gotta say, I got a real kick out of seeing it. I'm all for red carpet fashions, especially come like the Oscars and things like that. So, yeah, it was right up my alley. And I've gotta say, the reviews coming in so far that it's a sequel that has been well worth the wait. Yeah, wow, that's a long time to wait, isn't it? Thirty-six years. No. Thirty-six years. Wow. Yeah, and and Val Kilmer's actually in it again, isn't he? Yeah, Val's back, yes, as Iceman. And from what I can tell, he's actually been promoted well above Maverick. So there's really no surprise there. But from all my sources, Tom did state if he was going to do the sequel, he was going to do it right. And that meant that Val had to be a part of it. No Val, no sequel. 
So That's fantastic. I'm excited to see it. I'm looking forward to it. And we have uh, Miles Teller playing the son of Goose. So he will be taking <laughs> over the Anthony Edwards role. And I believe his character name is Rooster. He probably <laughs> wakes up screaming every morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Doing uh, all of those. Yeah, uh... I told you, you weren't the only one that tells bad dad jokes, honey. <laughs> yes. No, I'm just holding well, back. I'm glad that he was... A... I'm glad that Tom Cruise could land it. Can you imagine if he didn't? That'd be one hell of an entrance. <laughs> I was about to say, some of the helicopter stunts that he was doing in, um, what was it? The Mission Impossible? Yeah, there was one that was in the trailer of him coming like really close to hitting a truck. Uh, that was hmm. it wasn't in the final film, but that was definitely that was like one of the heart, most heart racing moments in the trailer. Watching that, coupled with the music, where they really knew how to. I think they saw in Baby Driver cutting on the beat of the music or shooting hmm. guns to the beat of the music. That worked hmm. really, really well, especially in the like flow of that dun 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 um, pace of the beat of um, that great rhythm of uh, Mission Impossible. So yeah, really, really cool out there. So get amongst Top Gun Maverick which looks really, really cool and um, is going to be good fun. And that man just doesn't age, does he? It's just like... No, no. no he'll be 60 this year. 60. Insane. Insane. That's crazy, isn't it? Mm, it is. How do you get that old? It's brilliant. He's got the serum that they had in, um, what is it? Uh, Death Becomes Her. <laughs> so he has to be very delicate, like, you know, so that's it. If he scratches too hard, oh, no. Oh. It's, like, that's it's, it. it's Dorian Gray, isn't it, really? Oh, that's it, yeah. There, this is a painting somewhere in his loft. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, no, it's what just was getting it? older and older. And... That's, okay, no, that's actually a, a, a good, uh, as well, another um, side one for another point, because I gave you a point for the Val Kilmer reference that you uh, made out there, Vinny. Uh, oh. What was the room that Dorian Gray kept his po portrait in in the book of the picture of Dorian Gray? What was the room? Oh. It was an actual room. I might have alluded well, to where it, it was. Is it the organ room? No, it wasn't. He didn't have an organ room. <laughs> is there, is a, there a vanity room? room? Oh, that would be so good. Oh, it's oh, next yes. to the irony room. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's right. just got a naked Jeremy <laughs> Irons. Yeah, that's it. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Yes, come to me. Um, in the antechamber. The antechamber, no. Um, no, he wasn't in the basement. It was the opposite. Yes, Darren's got it right. It was in the attic schoolroom. Nobody said it out loud, but yeah, oh. it was, yes, it was his schoolroom. It was just like, yeah, where he had to um, go and be educated. So in the film with Herd Hatfield, um, he goes up there and, oh, it's, it's so good because a lot of the portrayals in more modern history did it with that if he sees the painting, that's when he reverts back to his, hmm. his time shift, whatever happens, the magic reverts. But Myself and Mike, we were, uh, would have been about 15 years ago. We ended up doing a reading of Dorian Gray, do you remember? Let's just pretend that I do. <laughs> I love it when the plan comes together. That's it. It, just, it, it looks a bit great. different. That's it. Perfect banter. Yes. <laughs> it's great banter. Uh, but yes, no, I, I personally love that because I think that the, the big stress in that is, is the fact that Dorian Gray can actually see and he's tormented by the visions of him looking at the painting. He sees him his, his worst self and he isn't that version of himself, even though he's doing these terrible acts. Um, Dorian Gray would be very hard to play. I mean, you're getting older inside, mm. but you're uh, trying to, you know, 
look the same age for that long. I mean, it's, it's you'd have to show some sort of age. Yeah, but I never thought that the, the time period really took over a long enough time period to actually really go that age was the issue. I felt more of it was mm. he was almost getting frustrated with the fact... Well, there's so many different levels and ways that you could play it, but I always liked the idea that he was more testing the realms. Like, you know, what's it? Like, you know, Groundhog Day, you know, where he, yeah. He, yeah. he just keeps on trying to raise the stakes and he gets the groundhog and he goes, no, you drive, and then he drives to the edge of a cliff. You know, he just keeps getting more and more flippant with his idea of going, yeah, I just won't get dressed today and I'll go out and walk in front of a bus. Um, you know... Uh, that sort of level of immortality and what would you do if you were placed with that but if you had that sort of vanity at the beginning like you know um, what would you be capable of and how many lives could you ruin and, and and the idea of that third act being oh the whole time he has seen the worst part of himself whenever he hasn't been looking at the painting you know what I mean every time he's done these mm. terrible acts he's hated himself so much um, but that's a different way of playing. Oh, bugger. I, like, I, love, I love that idea of someone so narcissistic living through a Groundhog Day type reality. You know, he would spend like the first two years just perfecting his eyebrows. It would be beautiful. That's it. That's it. And when you get beyond that sort of point, because time would become irrelevant, because, like, you know, even the, the purpose of your acts would become irrelevant. But then there's the whole dichotomy of the social status at the point, because if you took it at the time of the period um, it was set, you had the. Um, it was a great time where it was like the gentleman, and you had the the outlawing of swords and rapiers and and like musketeers sort of fighting and stuff. But you still had this inert uh, want to have these sort of duels, and they were like brutal. It's the sort of thing of just getting the fabric through the skin, and you die like you know in in eight days from like you know some sort of septic infection. It was awful, awful. Um, but so that's why a lot of the time you would take off your shirt because you want to do that. And for people out there at home who really? thought that women wouldn't do this, no, you had bare-chested women who would get out there and kick ass with swords. If the exact same way you would have women doing duels, and again they would remove their tops because it would be much more likely if you were to get a large slash or a dig into it because it was much more about thrusting and 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 pushing it towards the heart that you would get a cross infection through the fabric in your skin because again washing in the time period you'd be sweating in your clothes. I think it's it's not all fabric softener that's going in there. Yeah, but yeah, so um, it's it's that would put that would put most people off. Well, you wouldn't want to have a duel with a lady, would you? Be like, under... well, I'm talking about lady on lady duels. I don't know if there's any records, at least not the stuff that I could find, where it was male against female duels. I, I think <clears> again there was this sort of honour within that um, uh, sort of realm. But but even within that, this is at the point where it, this is after the point at which you'd have stick swords as a commonality, whereas in outlawed. Um, sort of sword fights were um, still a commonplace gentleman's thing, but you couldn't do it. It was outlawed. So people started hiding it. You would have stick swords, which was swords inside canes. But you would also have... Um, oh, yes. Yeah, when I would do uh, stage combat, gentleman's cane was one of the things that you would have to do when you started doing, like, chain swords and, and, and thrusting and um, lasso and rope work. Um, that was after the period which you would be doing cloak and rapier. And, like, cloaks and jackets, if someone pulls a sword on you that's like a rapier, like, get your jacket out and whip it on to it, use it like to flash down because the weight of your jacket is going to th take most of the the brunt of that thing. Plus, you can also wrap it up around the blade, get really close, and then once you've got the blade out of your hand, they're fine. That's not advice. It, to go that out should be on Survivor. <laughs> yes. Well, as in rapiers, they should then say, "Yeah." No, just that entire description, and off we go. <laughs> yes. So. Okay. Women bare-chested, swords at dawn. <laughs> under the covers. Yeah. Under the covers. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Whip it out under the covers. 
and join us on Patreon on the uh, under the covers tier. Where yeah, you can also see we have a couple of other tiers. We have the um, uh, all the live streams, so you can see every episode right back to the beginning. We haven't had, I think. We've only had the last 10 episodes that are up still, um, but the first season is all the way, um, uh, has been locked away, so you can't view it. Only our lucky people on our Patreon can view it. So if you subscribe to our uh, Under the Covers tier, you'll be able to see those, and if you subscribe to a cheaper tier, which is all of the live streams, then you'll be able to see those. We also have a, a Donner's card, which is a liver Donner's card. Um, which you can, uh, I think, donate $2 up there. And we've also got the uh, Improvaganza one, which has reviewing of Improvaganza episodes where we break down. And Vinny, I'd love you to yes. join us as well for this because um, we're breaking down <clears throat> these short scenes that are commonly seen on Whose Eyes It Anyway from the stance of improvisation, comedy, and arts. It's not necessarily to say that we're experts in necessary fields, but we're going to pinpoint certain things of going, oh, this is a comedic element, this is shelving, and this is an example of shelving, and, and those sort of things. I think that that's something that's quite good for, especially actors who are learning, who get told, do improvisation as a thing, and they don't really understand as in what, what are the key points, the gimmicks, really, that you need to learn from it. So it's a great opportunity for us to go, here's the pros doing it on the fly. And so anyone who ever thinks that it's a scripted thing, these things, know these are the techniques that they're all aware of. And they're literally just playing a game of tennis, throwing that. It's a wonderful thing to do. It is. Um, for writing. Yes. For writing. Is that, it's a great device for writing with. Uh, you know, it's uh, workshopping any scripts and doing, uh, doing some theater sports is just going to go through the roof exactly yeah. i actually i actually learned a lot about shelving in um the nightclubs in the 90s but i think that might have been a different kind of shelving i learned about i think that was book shelving i think book shelving book shelving that's it mm. yes good old uh, take a few pages out of uh no out of that no i was about to say i only learned about that when when teaching as well like you know um uh, <laughs> telling everyone so yeah this is an element of comedy like shelving which is the element of shelving is taking a joke that lands or hits uh and using that again at a time when it seems most relevant it's like having just a joke that you know is going to land in your back pocket <laughs> more euphemisms join us under the covers um Anyway, uh, but yeah, it, it's something that as well, if you follow the rule of three, which again, the rule of three in comedy, you can use the rule of three, the, use, the rule of five, then that goes up and it works in quadrants, like uh, the same way, I can't remember exactly, but it goes up to like 28 or something like this. And you can get it to the point of doing the same way that you would execute the uh, family guy. Ah, ah, joke, because you end up laughing at the fact that you're continuously watching something that's so silly. Like, you know, um, kind of what, how this show all operates. Like, you know, <laughs> before you realize what's going on, we spin a wheel or throw some confetti in the air. Just like that. So, good stuff and good games to be had. Um, beautiful. So, yeah, we've got some great stuff out there. Is there uh, a a any guilty pleasures that you'd like to throw in there as well, uh, Rhiannon? You mean aside from my unashamedly love of Street Fighter? <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, well, I do kind of have a bit of a guilty pleasure, and um, yeah, it would be my love of 1978's Halloween. Ah, oh, yes. Ooh. It is my favorite film of all time. I can quote the damn thing word for word. I could probably act it out if you really wanted me to. Please don't make me. Um, 
The theme has been my ringtone for a number of years. I had to trade out my psycho theme because every time someone I'd have a shower, someone would try and call me. It's just getting ridiculous. <laughs> so I had to change it to the Halloween ringtone instead. I'm more concerned. Not much that better. People are waiting <laughs> and they know when you're having a shower, so they go, "Yes, she's in the shower. Call her." Yeah, well, there's only one person that did that, right, Adam? <laughs> Who's probably in the morgue as we speak. <laughs> oh wait, not no, for the reasons that you like, you know, got he's to him. In bed. Yeah. He's in bed tonight uh, after having surgery on his broken collarbone. So Adam, get well. Get well soon, seriously. Um, don't go breaking anything else. You know what blows my mind about Halloween is I only learned this recently that the director also composed the all the music, isn't yeah. it? Mm -hmm. That classic synth track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. And he teamed up with his son for the 2018 reboot of the franchise that did exceedingly well i actually got to be at the premiere of that um and i am looking forward to seeing michael return to the big screen later this year for our halloween ends i want to see if there's going to be a showdown yeah that's gonna be cool i need i need laurie to kick his butt i was gonna say as well isn't uh john carpenter and uh, they've got a band and like, he's been doing that more than he's been doing movies, as in, like, you know, even when people was like, come back and do this, or that, the other. Maybe it's not John Carpenter, but, like, I feel like there's some sort of band reference that's around that sort of area with some sort of directors there. But, um... Are you talking about Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe, 30-odd foot of grunts. No, no, it is also a band reference with, uh, about a, a director, uh, yes. Uh, and also, too, a callback with another tie-in to the Tom Cruise from the Dark Universe um, was uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, um, which I don't know if that's a spoiler or if I should have said that. Uh, in, of course, The Mummy, um, which um, I, I saw the trailer of without the uh, all of the audio, which I'm hoping other people did. Every time I reference that, though, not everyone did, um, which I, I still thought that Tom Cruise made a fantastic good performance in that. Um, it was it was a lot of fun to follow him on there, especially when like you know he he, he went to get like you know all on guard with um, you know the bad guy and ended up getting like thrown across the room just like confetti, sad confetti. Well, that's how I got the new song, so I'm glad that he did that film. Yeah, well, that's it, exactly. Brianna, could you say that again? Uh, I'm glad that he did that film because that's how I got to meet him. Oh, uh, see, so yeah, that's lovely. Exactly. Yeah, I got to I got to do a ten minute interview. Technically five minutes because for the first five I was rendered mute. But, um... It's better than twenty minutes. <laughs> true, true. He was lovely, and uh, I got a signed photo out of it. So I'm pretty ecstatic about that. Yay! That's so cool. Awesome. And if you subscribe to Patreon, you'll be able to see it because I do believe it popped up in one of our streams we did, Richard. Mhm, mm mhm. Mm it's true. It's very true. There was oh, there was so much in one of those streams. Um, yeah. That's right. I explained the reason why I was calling uh, you uh, bet your life different things in the first episode. It came up, but good segue though to talk about some of the games that we have got out there tonight to play on our Wheel of Fortunes. So up the back there you'll be able to see that we have our lovely spin wheel um, which of course I'll bring it up over here so that we can all see it. So we've got Team Vinny and Team Mike. If you guys 
land on that, if it's your time to spin the wheel, then you'll get five points. But if it lands on you, the opposite team person on your spin, then they're going to lose five points, so you don't want to land on that. Um, the leveler, of course, is one that is going to give you a very tough question if you land on that, and it's going to level the points out. You Bet Your Life is a great game where we're going to give you five questions. Viewer's Choice, the viewers get to choose. Talking About Your Generation is another game that we get to play. Spin Again is my personal favorite. Chrono Loco, Player's Choice, where the players get to choose. Who Goes There is a game where you've got to put uh, choose who goes in what uh, order. No, that's not that one. That's Chrono Loco. But I'm going to come back here because I'm going to explain it better. Chrono Loco is pretty much a game where you have to put movie posters into the chronological order in which they were released. Uh, who goes there? Is it going to see a popular movie family that's going to be up there? And you have to uh, guess who's missing. One person is going to be missing. We did this once before, and I think the first one we had was the um, Scooby-Doo gang. And one person was missing up there, and I'm pretty sure it was Fred. Um, yes, that's right, Freddie Prince Jr. That's uh, in there. Beautiful stuff. Exactly, yes, says he says. Yes, you got the reference. Um, because I ended up ma mentioning that on the first time and there was like silence and I was just like, okay, not going to say that again. But then in our Patreon live stream, I ended up showing um, the clip of the version that was the original and then the, um, the censored version, which had a lot of quick jump cuts and just how sort of jarring it, it, it was. Um, but yes, also too, how like, you know, the flow of comedy as an adult watching those back. Were hilarious because I grew up a lot on the uh, Looney Tunes myself personally. I was much more Looney Tunes exposed than I was um, Disney exposed in terms of um, the the characters. So Daffy Duck is, is always one that I'll always go back to. And whenever I go to Movie World at uh, the Gold Coast, that's the one I always look out for. <laughs> I'm always going to my partner when I'm up there and saying, I've got to make sure if Daffy's not here, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Someone's head's going to roll. One day it was like a cowboy Daffy and I was just like, no, 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 that will suffice. <laughs> Can I share a quick story about Looney Tunes? Please, yes. Uh, so this is going to age me dreadfully, but when I was growing up, um, we didn't have a television for a long time. And then one day my dad walked in with one that was black and white. And we were so excited and we were watching Bugs Bunny and all this. And then one day we went to school and we had like a little kind of pop quiz. And one of the questions was, what color is Bugs Bunny? Oh. And I was so sad. I didn't know. But of course he's gray. I was about so to say, yeah. I would have got it right anyway. Yes. I don't know. It looked gray to me. Correct. You would have yeah, got the exactly. points. I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you the points now. So yeah, you get the point. There you go. <coughs> Nicely done. <laughs> it's the way it works here. It's uh, crazy and all over the shop. Uh, so Ooh. yay. Uh, good. Uh, yeah, you uh, bet your life as well uh, is a game which is the old Groucho Marx game where we're going to be answering questions from a book that I got over here, which is talking about your generation, the book of everything ever, uh, which has questions for baby boomers, uh, Gen X and Gen Y. So we're going to try and go with the opposite generation that you are, you know, affiliated with, uh, and try and stump you on that but we also have some questions about previous episodes of quiz arena live so that will definitely hopefully stump you up Vinny, you've been on two episodes before as well so who knows yes. they could even be part of episodes that you were in i think in last episode we might have um called for a couple of those things so it's going to be an interesting thing that if you've got that bookcase behind you we might be having another reference with we'll each week we'll be going through what's the next one what's the what's the third one from the left Exactly. Uh, Gen Z should be in there. Ah, I'll have to have a look. This was 
uh, done, I think, on the first season when the show was on, so I don't know if we're going to have it in there. This only goes up to Gen Y. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Let's see if I get some Gen Z in um, in there. Um, is, and if there's one after that, does it go back around? Does it become A, or is it A Z A or Z1? Or hey, There's a whole heap of different generations, isn't there? Uh, so before Baby Boomers, I, I was looking. I don't remember what they are, but they're fascinating. I don't know if... I'll see if I can put some up One was called The Greatest Generation. And I'm pretty yeah, sure that okay. was... Yeah. That was the World War. I think that was the Great War. That's why I think we call it the Great War. I, uh, don't quote me on that, but I know it's called the Greatest Generation. The Silent Generation. I think that was the one that was after the Greatest Generation. Maybe. Yeah. Silent Generation's 1925 to 1945. Yeah, because that's the generation of my nan. There you go. Yeah. Jack Trinidad's all about it. Yeah, we got the Greatest Generation, is the one you said, 1910 to 1924. Mm. Then the Interbellum Generation. Oh, Interbellum? 1901. Yeah, to 1913. And the last one I can see here is the lost generation. The generation of something or other. It's fascinating. The generation of all something. the people who were just really... Oh, sorry. Is that all the people who were just really upset at the ending of Lost? <laughs> yeah. no, I, I think the it's mainly that... After it. <laughs> there was, I think it's for because me, they're dead. Yeah, for me it was just the last five minutes of Lost. And now this was after I think I saw, we'd mentioned before, um, Six Feet Under and how just beautiful the resolution of that series was. So to see that and just like tears every time seeing it was so beautiful. Then to see this, how they wrapped up Lost, it was sort of like, nah, I'd given you a pass on everything that we've gotten to this point. I also loved the guy who played, I think it was Henry, when they discovered the other people on a different part of the island. I, I loved that and I was just sort of like, yeah, I'm all, all in and amongst the questions. Mystery box. Oh, mystery box. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> Raciness ensues. Who knows what could happen? Um, beautiful. But I guess it's also a good thing before we do jump into uh, our spin wheel as well. Um, do we have anything in the world of sports, Rhiannon? <laughs> well, like you would think that I'd be on top of this. So I do have a little bit of news out of, well, surprisingly, an AFL club in Sydney today because. Um, yeah, Leon Cameron has walked away from the GWS Giants, announcing his resignation effective after this weekend's game. So looks like uh, GWS will be in search of a new coach. Rumour has it Alistair Clarkson, who was the former coach of the Hawthorne Hawks, will be taking the reign. Um, but in the interim, it'll be former player of the Swans, Mark McVay. Um, or was Mark... No, Jared was at the Swans and Mark was at Essendon. So... Either way, one of the McVeigh boys is taking over. And, yeah, good luck to the Giants. They haven't been doing well this season, so maybe a change is good. Yeah, nice. Well, cool. You heard it here first. It's only because there's no game tonight, so I needed something. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. They were, they were um, lining up for, oh, what was it, some game um, thing that was magic. <laughs> magic week. I don't know. Yeah, Sports. the magic rounds. Yeah, that's in the NRL. That's the wrong code for me. Ah, uh, wrong code. Sports. Uh, again, yes. that's like, you know... But I'm, I'm across it because, you know, I do love my sports. So I did get a lot of sports knowledge. I'm trying to just hit yeah. it every time you say sports. And just trying to guess sports. it. Sports. <laughs> sports. Yes. Uh, great. Awesome. Sweet. Uh, perfect. Uh, what's happening out there in the chat? Um, because uh, apart from the great... Uh, generation discussion that we had, which I love the back and forth. 
Um, well, there was definitely a lot of uh, comments. Some people are listing some of their favorite games. Um, surprisingly, Chrono Loco has not actually been mentioned yet, but no one likes Chrono Loco. Has been voted for a few times. Which one? Uh, you bet your life. Nice. Um, there is. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. And let me guess, those past questions about Quiz Arena Live will be penned by the Quiz Arena Queen. Yes, yes, they are. So good luck. Um, there was also mentioned Kate Miller says that her entire family is actually watching tonight. So hello to everyone in Launceston. I hope you guys are having fun. We have three generations all sitting around the television. So yay. yes, that's why you're asking about Gen Z. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes, we'll make sure I'll do my homework and I'll, I'll I'll write in. There should be there should have been. That's what it should be. Like the entire end of the book should just be like notes to write in for further generations. Um, <laughs> That'd be really mean to do, wouldn't it? Like be an author where you just write the first page and then you just write dot 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 and then it's just like the rest of the joke. The book is up. No, to what you. I want to do is I want to publish a book with like ten different endings and just send them out to everyone. Watch people debate and then just for fun write on a forum somewhere that there was actually an eleventh ending mm. and watch people panic. Or just go through as I try to locate the it. choose your own adventure books and down the bottom where it says for this do this for this do this and just like white it mm. out. Just like, you know, <laughs> through, and then just like give it back to the bookstore and say, I'm sorry, I didn't need to read it. I, I made my own adventure. <laughs> yeah, you can call it Groundhog Day, choose your own adventure, and just uh, with the white out, just change them all to page one. That's it, that's <laughs> it. They keep going back, they keep flipping back. Perhaps even like Scratchy's Australia, you know, you could have a uh, Scratchy novel. You're just sitting there with a 20 cent piece reading. <laughs> Or like it's 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 on like a round thing that you have to keep rotating it, but it just and it gets like <laughs> just end up with a massive pile it's of this brain. Ball about oh. this big, and it's like slowly scratch it down. That ten years later, you're like, I'm going to get the money soon, and you do, but it's like a two dollar coin, so you end up making your yeah. money back at the end. There you go, which is not too bad at all. Mark and Gimmick, like patent that, but the patent is going to be more than two dollars. That's the problem. That's where they get you. Oh, the, we should be in the patent. RSI business. would be terrible. It would be, yes. Oh, the patent business. I was about to go down a completely different um, uh, thing there, but I haven't mentioned H.H. H. Holmes in so long, and I kind of want to. H.H. Um, H. Holmes was the man who was a serial killer in uh, 1880s Chicago area. Um, who uh, it was also uh, Herman Webster Mudgett was his name, but he built a hotel that he claimed killed 200 people in two years during the World's Fair. The same World's Fair that Nikola Tesla showed off his electric light. Um, or some sort mm. of electric thing. He illuminated the... Um, ACDC. Yeah, mm. he, exactly. He was the headliner act for ACDC. Exactly. He was, uh, yeah. Um, he was before his time. <laughs> was. But, um, but the reason I brought it up was because Herman Webster Mudgett was in business with James Peitzel, and um, James Peitzel <laughs> was the last man that he killed who was eventually um, tried for and hanged for. Um, uh, hanged, not hung, because I don't know if he was hung or not. There was no photos. Um, he was well hung. Uh, he might have been, um, but you'll have to take it up with the executioner. Ha! <laughs> Euphemisms. <laughs> Subscribe to Patreon. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, that, that's the reason. Like, there, there's a book called the the, the the no, just the case of James Peitzel or the case of H. H. Holmes, and it starts off mm. in the patent office where someone walks in, and it's done like a sort of story where someone is trying to get a patent. Can't even remember what he's trying to get a patent for, but he walks into the patent office, and H. H. Holmes walks up the street, uh, up, up, up the stairs, and that's the first time, um, well, the last time you actually see James Peitzel in a story form. So yeah, yeah. If you're able to make it as a film, just literally start with that and just do it like a. Um, a very cool film. Side segue, but there you go. Let's get into some games. <laughs> Why not, hey? Here we go. Here we go. 
So, bringing up our spin wheel already, we have all of these choices to be played with first. Though, we have to flip a coin to find out who is going to be going first. Uh, so, Jay, I'm going to let you be the person who calls this one. And, so, would you like it to be heads or tails? Hmm. 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 <laughs> Mike? Oh, is it me? Yes! <laughs> Sorry. Would you like to choose heads or tails? Uh, I will choose tails. Tails! All right, let's get a flip. Ooh. It is heads with a big cabbage. Nicely done. Nah. So, you lost that one. So, Vinny's going first. So, this is Vinny. Here we go. I know, right? Getting ready. Spin that wheel for Vinny's spin. Dance along at home to the poker. Hiya! <laughs> or not but yes that means the viewers out there at home get to your typing and let us know what game you want to see us play uh, if you want to see us play talking about your generation you bet your life uh, who goes there or chrono loco uh, team Vinny. team Vinny. <laughs> yes i was yeah i didn't know whether or not to throw the leveler in there but I'm, i don't think <laughs> we should do that just off the bat right in there um but yes uh, awesome, yeah, everyone at home does get to have a choice, so yeah, Kate Miller's got the upper hand by a times five choice for You Bet Your Life. Awesome. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm going to bring it back to our normal wheel here so that we can have that up in the back there. Look at it all gone. Um, wow. Awesome. Who goes there? Um, we're going to have, have a look in there because, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> does Kate's vote count for five? Because if it does, she's got it down, I yeah, reckon. Yeah, she's got the whole, she's got five people out there and multiple generations playing along at home. So yeah, even if you've got dogs or cats out there as well, they can choose because they can play along as well with Venkman, Burn in Hell. Um, it just sort Does of stuffed animals you... count? Yes. Sorry, did you say animals or? Stuffed animals, I was going to say. Stuffed animals, yes. As long as you speak to them. and Well, I guess more or less as long as they speak to you. That's the, the, the biggest thing. Um, but... Exactly. It, it gives you the idea of the way I like to play this, where the points, like you know, really don't matter. Uh, speaking of which, an extra point for both of you, just for, you know. Thank you so much. Exactly. It's getting good at times. this. You are. You're getting good at this game. It's going well. Better at least than last times. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Um. So good. Well, do we have a winner out there, Ree? Have you been following? I'm counting. Hold on. No, that's all right. There's still more time out there for us to filibuster. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's very close between who goes there and you bet your life. Awesome. Actually, there, there's one point between it, and unless someone's going to jump in there and say anything, it's your, you bet your life. Oh, nice. Well, give me one second so that I can just bring this down off the quiz wheel, and then we can go into that, so we could filibuster a little bit more. <laughs> awesome. We did have a vote for uh, talking about your generation. Sorry, Riri, I think you've been overruled this time around. No. Awesome. Love that, though. I, I do love that. We I don't know if we've played... Have we ever played that on Quiz Arena? We've played it on Patreon. No. Before. 
No, we've done it for Patreon, but not for for Quiz Arena. So one day we will get there. One day. One day. One day more. So viewers' choices out of there, and we're going to now play. Oh, uh, let's find it down here. There it is. You welcome, welcome, welcome to You Bet Your Life. Great stuff. You bet your life. Yes. What did I say? Exactly the same thing. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm second guessing myself every time I'm saying it. Just because I love the Looney Tunes thing, and that's the thing that's coming to my mind every single time I think of it. So, yes. Here we go. Oh, good. Here we go. Awesome. So, we're back to that. We can take this spin wheel down because now we're going to go into the game of uh, a glitchy sort of intro. But you know what? When you have to travel through time and bring back a, 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 a type of technology that's now debunked because we're all using digital, things happen like that. But, you know, in this game, you can find that you have the points and you might end up with more points than you bargained for or less when you bet your life. <laughs> that little grind spinny wheel in the background to make it go along there great stuff awesome so yes we have a whole bunch of questions uh of course from talking about your generation and of course quiz arena lives depends on who wants to go tops and tails uh re would you like to go tops and tails or would you like uh me to go tops and tails well you go tops and tails honey very good very good which do we think they are gen x gen y or gen z hmm Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Eeny, meeny, miny, I could give it up to them if, if we want. It's not really that. Oh, sorry, oh, what was it? Yeah, it would be Baby Boomers, Gen X, or Gen Y. I feel like the oh. Baby Boomers is one that they might not be able to get because that's above all of our generations at this point, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be hard. But you'd be surprised the knowledge that people have. I know, right? I know. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a, um, a film question then. Yeah, I know. Uh, and so this is what the way it's going to work. Every time we're going to start off, we're going to get hopefully progressively harder. So sometimes we not, might not even give you the category of what it's going to be. And sometimes okay. we might give you the answer. Oh, sorry, the question. It would be pretty frivolous if we gave you the answer, wouldn't it? We're going to give you the question. Then you can choose how many points you want to bet. And sometimes we'll just ask you the question outright. Whoa, we'll be mean. So we're going to start off. I'm going to tell you the category. So it's going to be a film question. Yeah. Even to the point of it's going to be an Australian film question. And... Uh, with that, with that knowledge, you guys get to bet your points. So currently, Mike, you have 10 points, and Vinny, you have 5 points. So you have to bet a minimum of 1 point each. You also can bet that you're going to be wrong. You can only do that once, though, and you can only bet 1 point on it. Can I bet Vinny's points? No, you can't. Bet? You can bet... Well, Vinny has 5 points, so you could easily bet 5 points. If you Keep got your hands right, off my points. You get 10 <laughs> points. Yeah, because you would make that 5 points back. Exactly. Cool. Keep your hands off my points. Ghoulfiends wants people to go all in. Now, Vinny went all in last time, and I think it definitely it did. paid off. It definitely did pay off. You should go all in when it's your turn now, mate. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it's encouragement. It's good old encouragement there. Good stuff. Beautiful stuff. Now, either of you guys seen the original TV show of You Bet Your Life? Yes. Good. Awesome. So, no, I haven't. No? But I am a Groucho fan, so awesome. you know, watch out. Yes. So good. Uh, I have a right mind to join a club and beat you with it. 
Uh, so good. <laughs> so brilliant, these off-banter things. There's some great videos out there on YouTube, too, where um, there were segments of um, uh, at Harpo's house, and he goes through his house, and it shows you something like, you know, his architectural things. It, for some reason, I'm getting him confused and blending over with Tanner from Penn & Teller. Obviously, both of them do the walkthrough mute on, on live on TV, but they show you their magic techniques that they have in the architectural areas of the house. So um, That was brilliant. Yes. Teller's one. I, I loved it. The secret rooms are insane. Oh, aren't they? They're and so the window. Good. Yeah. I mm. love the hallway, the one that just sort of like goes on and you're just like, whoa, and he walks down and it's like a mirror technique. It's just like, oh, it's brilliant. These people are brilliant. Mm. Oh, I love too that what, so they, they, they met at a university where um, Penn was juggling and uh, Teller was teaching Latin. <laughs> I love it. At that point, that's where they... No wonder he's silent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you can easily see, like, you know, Penn with the long hair out there going, yeah, man, like, you know, smoking joints and everything like that. But <laughs> Teller, not at that same... Probably at the same age, but, like, you know, slightly older. But, yeah, going, oh, no, no, I'm academia here. I have tenure. <laughs> with Latin, <laughs> exactly. Um, speaking of which, if anyone does know Latin as well, we um, know someone out there who is asking if anyone knows Latin, if they know how to read and write Latin. So yeah, hit us up because someone, I'm not too sure if it's for a film or for a book or something like that, uh, needs someone who has that skills and I'm definitely not adverse with that. I just know the words Algeti Sudas means raise the stakes and I try to all the time. But saying Algeti Sudas... How would you like to Sudas this game and bet what points? So, Vinny, it's, it was your spin <clears> of the wheel, so um, you can go first. How many points would you like to bet out of your five? Now, you said it's in from easiest to hardest. So we're going to start off really easy, yes? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say, yeah. This is, well, I suppose this, if I don't I'd know. I'd say that this is an easy question. It's just as hard. I'm going to say this is an mm. easy question. Out of the hard questions or whatever. This is an easy one of yeah. them, yeah? yeah. No, I'm going to go with a four. Four. Nice. You're going to bet four. Beautiful. I like it. Can I go into minus? I don't know if I've ever gone minus on this uh, You can game, only yeah? go as low as zero. Because, yeah, um, as, as, as mean as I would love to be, the application yeah. only allows us to go to zero at this point. <laughs> um, but within that, <laughs> no, um, yeah, you, you'd only go down to zero. But at this point, like, yeah, uh, you would only lose four points So uh, from this point. Okay. Um, well, I'll do my best to... Darren's got your back. He's points. going, woohoo, going all in for Vinny. Well, I was in, like, for the four points for the first round. I love it. Good. And, Mike, <laughs> what would you like to bet? Um, oh, so we both get to answer this question. Yes, both get to answer the question. Well... I mean, I've not played this game before, so I'm a little cautious early. Is this I'm just go a normal trivia question that's, um, yeah, about an Australian film? I'm going to, all right, you've talked me into it. I'll go <laughs> nice. for It's because I wasn't making eye contact, that's why. <laughs> yeah, my poker eyes are all wrong. My poker eyes are where my poker face should be. Yes. <laughs> Is that a Gaga reference? I like it. I know, right? It was that and me just wanting to Vogue, even though it's a different sort of thing. But, you know, <laughs> run away for it. Anyway, so yeah, how many points would you like to bet? We haven't even gotten to the question yet. Four. I'm going to go four nice. as well. Boom, both going in for four. Sweet. Great stuff. I'm going to use your four, Mike. I'll use yours. So, you okay, know, that keeps even. it nice and equal. Great. Awesome. Beautiful. Well, our question out there in our Baby Boomers section is, during which popular war is the film Breaker Morant set? Oh, I know this one. Nice. Awesome. People in the chat, if you guys think you know, get into the chat out there because you might be able to help them out as well. Um, beautiful stuff. So, yeah, uh, Breaker Morant. Uh, it's a, a popular film. It's a war film. 
Yes. War. Yeah, I like it too. Okay. I thought this might be a, a film that would be au fait with at least. Uh, and one to quickly make mention too that the color palette of a lot of us early Australian films kind of have a bit of a yellow tinge to it, and that's because of the acetate that they were using to film on the um, the negative films they were using uh, was developed, and um, we're used to seeing it in the northern hemisphere, and their light was a different sort of thing, mainly because the hemisphere is just a different way the light hits but also too we had the whole ozone thing so that's part of the reason why we had a lot more um uh, intense heat as well here but the sunlight also changed it now we do digital we've got um three times more um color uh, uh, what is it color pixely things in the color palette which is thanks to the bayer layer so yeah and it works a lot more so interesting because i always just thought they were suffering from jaundice (laughs) yes well it was yeah during a war Exactly. Um, exactly. Beautiful stuff. So sweet. So yeah, what do you think it might be, Mike? You came in first. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the Tired War, aka the Boar War. Yes, nicely done. Awesome. The Tired War, coupling up with what people are saying out there as well. Vinny, what would you be saying? <clears throat> I would be saying, um, just trying to keep the tension up, because if I say the same, it's just... <laughs> I mean, we both either win or lose. You can, you can see, and I, maybe I'm the, a, a different accent or a different like pitch. Okay. Yeah. The bar war. Oh, the bar war. <laughs> Pack your car and have it yard. Oh, yes. The bar war. It's yes. a very good Boston accent. We'll go back to Boston, Massachusetts. Good stuff. <laughs> so you're both saying the bar war. No, so no, no I'm saying the bar war. Uh, good. Uh, well. No one's saying the board war, but I like it because, yeah, we're saying that tired war is a play on that. We've also got people out there, Gulfine, saying, wasn't it the second Anglo boar war? Kate Miller saying, Mr. Poppy said, uh, my poppy says it was the second Anglo boar war. And uh, Donovan Montgomery saying, boar war! Exactly. I don't know if you actually meant it to be said that way, but I'm imagining that's how you said it, and it's bringing me so much joy inside. Um, I've not heard this second Anglo bit before. Like, was there a first Anglo war, or they just jumped straight to the second? Yeah, that uh, that's something that we can definitely look in there. It's a terrible Boston accent. I do my best. <laughs> uh, John Higgins would be very proud of me. But that also means that you guys have accrued one, two, three, four, and one, two, three, four. Did I get that right? For the Boa War. Something good comes out of the Boa War. The Boa War. Uh, it's better than the Bowie War. Um, good stuff. <laughs> Great stuff. So now we have three questions. Three questions that are going to be from previous Quiz Arena Live episodes. So you guys out there at home might be able to help them by getting into the chats because you might know better than they will, even though Vinny's been on a couple of episodes in the past. But he's out there in the wilderness and he has no no way of knowing, no bookcase to save him now. <laughs> Great stuff. So, Ree, what would their first question be? In fact, yeah, what would the first question be? Okay, well, how about we start with a somewhat easy one. Which episode did Richard and I finally come together physically to do a Quizarina Live in person? Mm, there you go. So you got the question out there. So now you can choose the amount of points that you want to bet. Okay. So what was the first episode that you guys first... Well, the first episode of Quizarina Live was one, but that's not really going to help you. But that also gave me great joy. <laughs> but the first episode of season two... Yes. Was was also episode one of season two. No, no, no. Well, as in, you can go just. Uh, we're currently at episode thirty-one. So we started at one. We got to thirty-one. 
Yay, we're going well. Um, it's fantastic. But yeah, but we, we don't necessarily... Do we need to know the series number and the episode number? Or we can just, we just go for an outright... You can go either way. Cool, you can go I either way with it. So, But you know what? I'm going to be nice and I'll give you four to choose from. Wait a second. Before we get oh. those selections, let's get them to place their bets. So how many points <coughs> would you like to bet? Well, I, 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 uh, I'm on the screen, so I'll go first. Um, I will go, I'll go with, um, I'm going to go with five. Five? You're going to bet five points? Nice. I like it. I don't know why. Neither do I. But that's why we're here to find out five I'm going to lose five points. That's the confidence we love to see. Yes. Beautiful. Awesome. Uh, And what would you uh, be liking to bet, Mike? Well, I, I legitimately have no idea what the answer is, so I'm going to bet minus three. Minus three. Minus three? Can you... Minus three? <laughs> Does that mean I get points if I get it wrong? Yeah, yes. I'm confused. My brain just... Oh, it's breaking. I'm going to say... You, you said, can bet to get it wrong. Yeah, you can bet to get it wrong, so you can bet one point to get it wrong. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> nice, cool, awesome. Bam, nice. So you've got that, and let's get our choice of four for them. Okie dokie. Well, was it season two, episode 10, season two, episode 11, season two, episode 12, or season two, episode 13? I'm detecting a theme here. Mm. Well, season season two. two. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we've got season two, episode 10, 11, 12, and 13. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, I think 13's very lucky. 11 is my lucky number, so I'm going to go with 11 and just really okay. hope I get it wrong. Nice. Yeah, you are, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. So, yeah, awesome. Well, I well, guess someone... that's how luck works too, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Good at Who that. knows? Exactly. Out there in the chat, <laughs> what are people saying? If I expand my view, we've got... Uh, Season 2, Episode 2, we've got, uh, says he says, Season 2, Episode 13, Gulfen's saying it was the 10th of March, lol. <laughs> uh, <laughs> season 2, Episode 11, uh, and the uh, Episode 12 from Riri as well. I'm worried now, several people are saying 11. Mm, nice, so what is the answer, Ri? It is Season 2, Episode 11. Oh! oh! Nice! Or if you want Everyone to go numerically, yeah. episode 24. That's if you want to oh. go numerically. Nice. Episode 24. I see. So Vinny bet five points, didn't he? So one, two, yes. three, four, five. Yes. So yeah. Well, I'm back. That's how it works, right? <laughs> just, I'm back after, backwards. After that question before, like my brain is just like going, oh, I'm still in that mode. I'm, I'm just like a, a robot circling around in a circle going... Danger, Will Robinson, danger. Um, does not compute, does not it, compute. That's it, that's it, exactly. Good stuff, beautiful. So now we've got another question, but we're going to raise the stakes a little bit by asking you to bet first before you hear the question. So what points would you like to bet? I'm going to go all in. All in, nice. So 13 points, nicely done, awesome. What about you, Vinny? Well, I'll do the same. Let's Let's get this game going let's nice. let's do it awesome all in for four points beautiful uh which would reset you of course if you get it wrong <laughs> here we go another quiz arena live question 
Free, what is our next question? Well, I hope you were all paying attention to our Disney special because this comes directly from Matt. Which Disney characters were Richard and I deep faked as during our Disney special? Question. Wow. We do love Ghoulfiends loves his uh, deep fakes out there. We recently had um, <laughs> the Grease one, um, which was us <laughs> uh, portraying <laughs> Summer Nights and not the parody version, uh, which I'm hoping that the wow. kids next door is still singing, but like, I know. Uh, <laughs> they are. They are. Good. Good. That's what we need to do in other musical right. ones so that they can sing some more songs. Uh, and we can corrupt their can minds we... more. Mm. Can we get a look at the deep fakes after this question? Because I would love to see that. Absolutely, yeah, totally. Mm. Ghoulfiends is uh, he uh, uploads them onto uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter, I think, all the time. So they're Beautiful. always a lot of fun. Yeah, he's done a Pretty Woman one too. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's just very cold. He's just querying. It sounds like a very soft version of Elvis Presley rubbing his eyes. He's in the back of his throat. He's like, if he opens up his white, you can hear him clearly. Like, like you know. Uh, but yeah, when he closes his mouth and he's like cold, you can't hear him at all. Sorry. I'm just filibustering for time. Um, anyway. It's not raining out here either at the moment. It's not. It looks very still. It's kind of like disconcerting how still, like there's no wind at all in those trees. Well, there's a little wind. From you. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we can't smell it. Just up a little bit. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Connected to a sound as well. Interesting. Yes. Cool. Golfins <laughs> is not. He's refusing to answer this one. Awesome. But based on what the chat has said out there, what would you be saying? What characters were we? Okay. The Disney characters? Yeah. I think that's what okay. you said, wasn't it, Ray? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good. If not, I've. I've Made it slightly easier for an all-in question. And we're only at question An all-in question. Uh, okay. Do we, do we not get choices this time? We have to just go, just freeform. Random. Oh, I can give you some choices if you'd oh. like. Yeah. Yes, please. Okay, so was it one? Prince Philip and Princess Aurora. Two, Aladdin and Princess Jasmine. Three, Flynn Rider and Rapunzel. Hmm. Or was it four? <laughs> Scar and Mufasa. Ooh. Mm. And don't let my last name fool you. Wow. Uh-huh. Well. Nice. I like that. So, don't let it so you said I, any I, housework. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Irons. <I don't> <laughs> know. Anyway. So I, I'm going to go with Aurora and Philip, if anyone's okay with that. If anyone, um, you know, has any objections. Um, then stuff it. I'm I object. Right. I was about to say. I, I'm Am I allowed to like who reject his answer? Like, you know, you saw the Oscars. No one's going to stop you. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking though, it'd be more like you know the Aurora thing was because there might be the Aurora Australis like that you're looking at. Ah. Uh, I'm not too sure. But what would you be saying, Mike? Well, I was actually thinking Aladdin just before you mentioned those options. So I'm just going to believe and trust in telepathy right now. Beautiful. I'm going to go with option two. Awesome. Yeah, the telepathy's going off out there. Awesome. Well, Jordan M out there saying, was it Jasmine and Aladdin? Uh, Gulfiend's refusing to answer with this, going blah. Uh, Donovan Montgomery saying, Princess Aurora and Prince Philip. 
Uh, Kate Miller saying, Re does love Sleeping Beauty, so Aurora and Philip. Uh, ooh, mm. Tangled reference. And says he says, says, uh, Aladdin and Jasmine. So, what is the answer, Re, for an all in round? It was Aladdin and Jasmine. Whoa! One, two, yes. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. And right back to the total. There you go. Oh. I know. There you Oof. go. Awesome. Devastating. But we still have two more questions left to come. So, with another question out there, Re, from Quiz Arena Live. But first, we're going to bet more points. So, what would you like to do? You can't do anything, can you, Vinny? <laughs> yeah, he's stuck now, he's isn't stuck. he? We're going to, like, you know, throw your points. Either that or that should be the end of the round. It's just like, you broke it, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> can I donate some... Can I donate some points to him with some kind of interest arrangement? Like, can we set up a capitalistic sort of... Do you want to yeah, okay, so points? if you give me one point... One point? You give me one point now, perhaps. I'll give you two. No, I'll you give me two generous. and I... And, and just so the game continues... Awesome. And then I'm uh, gonna... I'll give those two back to you when I've got to about 50 or 60 points. I'm happy to... Oh, okay. You know, I both I gave you both two more points. Like, you know how they did that stimulus sort of thing oh. when, like, superannuation, how they say, well, we'll match whatever you put in? I, yeah. I, yeah, I, I do lovely. that. You know, Vinny's been through a trivia version of the GST right now. <laughs> That's it, yes. So you're going to have to make sure after this that we're going to have to get your forms in, like, you know, back four years, uh, because the audit's going to happen next week. Um, Centrelink's going to be on your ass, Vinny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm also going to use one of my service New South Wales vouchers, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, your, um, what was it, Dine and Discover vouchers are uh, welcome here? Yeah, I, uh, perhaps the Explore. The Explore, Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you're cool. you're out there adventuring there, discovering new um, stars. So we want to. I think he's exploring that. Uranus. <laughs> well, that explains the wind. Um, anyway, uh, we have questions. So yeah, what are you guys going to bet now that you have accrued? Uh, Mike uh, Lewis, you have 26 points, and Vinnie Parfit, you have four points. Uh, so I'm just, four points. So yeah, I'm the Rupert Murdoch of points right now. Yeah. I don't know what to do you with them all. It. You got it all. Awesome. So what would you like to bet? Would you like to, you can go half, you can go all in. It's up to you. Let's go half. half? Nice Let's go half. Yeah, 13 again. Awesome. 13. You're going to go half in? Nice. Half in. Half in. Oh, okay. Or, or 13. Yes, nice. I'm, I'm going to, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go three in, so I at least have one point left. Oh, look at you. you only have two. What are you talking about? Yeah. I... You should see what's happening over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should see the other guy. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Uh, there. Good stuff. So let's get our question. Ree, what is our question? Another Chris Awina Wive question. You know, just for that, I'm going to up it to make it a little bit harder. Yes. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So which spooky background appeared behind me during my final appearance as a contestant on Quiz Arena Live? <laughs> which spooky background? Uh, which one? Which one is spooky? We're gonna have. I'm gonna have to have. Uh, if if that's available, I'm gonna have to have a multiple choice answer on that one. Oh yes, please. Oh, if that's course. okay. Okay, oh, well, Ree's gonna be generous to you, but I was also gonna say that it's a good segue to our people. If you haven't seen uh, the escape room special that we did, uh, you can definitely see it uh, out there 
and um, definitely check out a whole bunch of different things that we have out there. We've also got a sponsor, which was uh, from Virtual Escaping, which you can jump over to our New Year's Eve special and check that out, uh, which if you comment underneath it, you can say 2022, and you'll be able to get a whole bunch of goodies when we play the Artifact Isle as an escape room, which we want to get you guys back, Mike, Lewis, and Vinnie Parfit. We would love to have your expertise on there with us as we try to escape a room. But we also did a Christmas Spectacular, uh, uh, as well. Uh, Christmas extravaganza, that's the words. Uh, so yeah, definitely get over there and check out all those specials as well as our mortuary assistant one where we get scared poopless in uh, the morgue. Uh, so yeah, we should have had um, Adam along for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely should have. Mm. Aww. So were you in an actual morgue? No, we weren't in an actual morgue, but we were in a game that had us in an actual morgue. No, we were in a game that was in a virtual morgue that we were controlling and cutting up cadavers. Oh, yes. Wow, because that would be really, really spooky. Unlike Gulfins, exactly, who works in a morgue. <laughs> uh, but not tonight. They're with us in a virtual capacity, which I know gets confusing, but, you know, strike that, reverse it. It all works out in Silent Hill. Thank you, Kate. Well, hopefully Gulfins has a door they can open and they're not just stuck there. Well, that's it, that's it, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, good, so people are getting it to the comments out there. Do you guys... Oh, oh, that's right, Rhi, you were about to give them multiple choice. Yeah, I'm feeling a little generous. So, was it one? Resident Evil's Welcome to Raccoon City. Two, Silent Hill, because, well, that's what my place looks like in the middle of winter. Misty. Mm, very. I live in a mountain, what can I say? Or was it three, Halloween? More specifically, Haddonfield. Or was it four, Ghostface? Mm. I'm going to jump in and say three, purely based on the fact that you mentioned you love Halloween earlier. So I'm going to trust in that. Nice. Awesome. And Vinny, mm. what would you be saying? I like Silent Hill. I reckon that's a hell of a nice piece of atmosphere in that game. I reckon it's a backdrop of Silent Hill. Nice, awesome, terrifying as well. Like you know, just... it's it is terrifying, especially at the end. It, it... Oh, oh, at least of the film. At least I'm referring to. Um, I've never, I've never seen, seen the movie. movie. Um, I think that the game would probably be better, but um, <laughs> that... <laughs> more interactive. <laughs> but the game um uh, had just the same elements, and it was just pretty much a cinematic sort of form. But the ending of it was just one of those heartbreaking sort of moments that sort of on a meta level. I'm, I don't know if the, the game and the film had the same ending, but that sort of got me in a really sort of almost the mist ending kind of way, which, again, had fog in it or mist in it. So there you go. Same cast. Sorry, are, we, are we seeing the background right now behind you there? No, no, that's, yeah. that's Oscar. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> behind you. Behind uh, Rihanna. Yes. Yes. Is that the and background? Yes, it is. Can I, can I change my answer? <laughs> Too late! What was it, Ray? Raccoon City. It was Resident Evil. Welcome yes, to Raccoon of City. Yay! Welcome yeah. to Raccoon City. <laughs> they, they've made a resurgence recently, haven't they? Resident Evil with the Resident oh. Evil Village, I believe, was the most recent one. Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was a very fun game. And I must admit, I'm still loving the uh, re-generations of number two and well, I didn't really mm. like for Resident Evil 3 being redone it was too freaking short but yeah, yeah. the games have been doing quite well 
Very cool. Yes, awesome. Unfortunately, though, you both lost all of those points. <laughs> so Vinny still has one point, and Mike J. Woo! Lewis is on 13 points. Nicely done. Awesome. For <laughs> is this our last question? I've done so. my three, You've so now it's back to you, honey. Okay, I'm going to see. Is, is, should this be a hard question? Let's find out. <laughs> what are you consulting there to find out if it should be hard or not? Uh, the book of hard <laughs> questions. The hardest questions there could be... Um... Ooh, oh. What is this book? Is this something you've written? No, this is uh, from the TV show called Talking About Your Generation, the book of everything ever. So, yes. Oh, okay. So, uh, yes. a fantastic okay. game show, which is a lot of fun and has a whole bunch of questions in it uh, that particularly go with <laughs> this. Um, this one's not going to be a multiple choice question. So, this one's going to be something oh. that you have to answer. Uh, and I'm going to just go with the next one, which is on the Baby Boomers one. Rhyming with a type of cheese, which... Wait, oh, I'm going to stay there. Yeah, there we go, rhyming with a type of cheese. That's going to be the intro before we get you to bet your points. So how many points would you like to bet based on the intro, well. which is rhyming with a type of cheese? <gasps> There's more. One. One. Oh, all in. I love it, Vinny. I love it. That's so daredevil-ish of you. Daredevil-ish. Wait, oh, I put it all out there, and, and there's nothing coming back. There's no coming back if I lose. Okay. Okay. I, I, like, I like winning. So if how many points is video on currently? One. One. <laughs> Your maximum is two. In that case, but I also like to keep you know an element of danger. So you know there could be a draw. I'll bet eleven. Ooh, eleven. I Ooh. like it. Very, very good. Your lucky number. Ooh. So you. Hey, it's, it's like exactly. a good dichotomy. Mm. You're also like got that contingency plan, so that yeah. Even if you lose, you're going to win. Or, I don't know. That's it. That's it. I'm trusting in superstition. Exactly. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, so, within this as well, I'm going to ask you this question now, completing <laughs> it by saying, rhyming with a type of cheese, which 1955 Australian film was the first to be shot in colour? So, rhyming with a type of cheese, which 1955 Australian film was the first to be shot in colour? Wow. You've got your Professor X going off there already. I love it. Wow. So, yeah, I'm thinking... It just activates the <laughs> X-Men theme up there. Da -da -da -da. I can only think of, like, three types of cheese right now, and I can't think of... Just uh, just go through would... all the cheeses in like Monty Parmesan, Python's... Exactly. Parmesan, in the, the cheese shop, shop sketch. Parmesan, it's the cheese shop sketch. Parmesan... Farty pants. I don't know. I'm not sure Tarzan farty pants. Uh, Tarzan. <laughs> right. <gasps> My name's Tarzan farty pants. Yo, hi, hi. I can't. Now, recently, I found out that there's a patent and copyright on the Tarzan call. Because the original Isn't Tarzan it? call was not yeah. the iconic call that we know. But... Uh, yeah, except, no, don't do it. You can, like, there's so many... Exactly. Uh, I've only recently found out that, yeah, the family still owns it. And they come after everyone, like, whack them with a book. I don't yeah, know if they Vinny, you just cost this show like two thousand dollars every single time. I'll just have to have that. I didn't do it very well, unfortunately. I think was it a hyena played backwards? <laughs> One of the things I love about when you reverse sound and audio, it has like a sucking sound, like a this sort of thing. So I'm just imagining <laughs> like um like the because that's their noise. But that would sound terrifying. I'm kind of. I think it's a, kind of wanting to. I, I want someone to tell us on, like, if someone knows. Yeah. Does anybody else out know hmm. that? Or you could just name cheeses. 
<laughs> Good name cheeses. Yeah. So rhyming with a type of cheese, which 1955 <sighs> Australian film was f- the first to be shot in colour. Can we get a clue? Like what kind of cheese was it? Was it like a creamy it's, cheese? Like a hard it's cheese? It's one that rhymes with a 1955 Australian <laughs> film that was the, also the first to be shot in colour. Guys, you're killing oh. me. Come yeah, on. That makes it Surely so much someone knows this. It has been mentioned in the chat out there. Oh. <laughs> I love Phil Robinson's answers. Well, I'm just going to go with... Uh, we can make a that... camembert rock. <laughs> just, yeah. Beautiful. It's so good. It's a hell of a movie. It is. Spooky. Those... those uh, it's the camera children go when missing. it's runny. Like, you know, it's just like far too runny. That's why they keep falling off the rock. I find it pairs really well with a nice um, a nice Riesling, actually. Mm, or pears. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, look, I'm going to go with uh, Jeddah. Nice. Awesome. Oh. I'm going to go with Jeddah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because Fine. it sounds like cheddar. It does. Uh, and that would be the one that rhymes with cheese. And um, you never know, really. I suppose if you put it that way, I'm just going to go with Jed. I, I, and I would just, just want to say thank you to Phil Robinson. Um, <laughs> just for that especially for Picnic at Camembert Rock. I'm going to go with um, Bree Willie. <laughs> Bree Willie. Yes. Leave Willie alone. Leave him alone. <laughs> I have a friend of the covers, gentlemen. Save of the covers, exactly. I do have my riding crop here. Hey, like and subscribe. <laughs> Beautiful. Awesome. I've forgotten the points. So it's 11 points you're betting, Mike, and it's one yeah. point going all in on Vinny's side. Love it. Beautiful stuff. So the question was, rhyming with a type of cheese, which 1955 Australian film was the first to be shot in colour? And the answer was... Cheddar. Yay! Oh. Congratulations. Vinny got a point. Well done. Nicely done. I have two points. I also have two points. Combined, combined we have four points. And you summon Captain Planet. But it's it's the Don Cheadle version, though. Um, Oh, Don Cheadle. There's one video, and I thought there was only one video existed out of that. There's like three or five. I can't remember. Um, Mm. But it's one of those, like, you know, comedy rule of whatever's. More showing (laughs) references, I'm sure. Um, but there were five of them in Captain Planet, right? One of them, one of them was Hart. Yes. That must be you, Richard. Yes. No, no, no. I, I knew all, all of them, but no, I can't remember the amount of episodes that they had because the woman uh, who played the wind power was the mm. girl who played uh, uh, in Community. Um, oh. Yeah. What was her Big name? Big Eyes? Uh, yeah, a Blonde. Um, oh, it's, yes. It's not Brie. That's the dark-haired girl. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Yes, that's not Chevy Chase. I forget her name. No, although it's e- easy to get those two confused. Um, but yeah, she she played um, the... <laughs> I can't remember her name, but I know that she's from Sweden or Switzerland or something like that. But yes, and, Captain and Chat. Are you referring to Linka from the Soviet Union? Linka, that's it. Linka. Yes. Beautiful. There was Kwame from Africa, Wheeler from North America, Linka from the Soviet Union, Guy from Asia, and Mati from South America. That's it. Isn't that lovely? Yes. And Don from all over the globe as Captain Planet. Tree, 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 tree. It's great fun. 
It's good fun all the time to be had. Good! So points standing thus after our first round of us even being generous with points in the first bat. We have uh, Vincent Parfitt and Mike J. Lewis both on two points each. Yay! Awesome well stuff, done. guys. Nicely done. Uh, and so now we get to go into it and spin the wheel again. So yeah, that's a really good level. See, that's how that ge that's supposed to work, that round. <laughs> Got you guys right <laughs> down to even. I thought that's good. Yeah, beautiful. Let's go into it. I was way up there in the lofty highs of 26 points at some, yeah, at some stage, I think. <laughs> yeah, at one Giddy. point. Then like, yeah, we got you right down there. But now we're going to go to a spin of the wheel because now, Mike, it is the chance that you can spin the wheel and land on uh -huh. one of them. And again, if it lands on your one, you have the chance of winning five points. But if it lands on Ooh. T. Vinny, you could lose those points. Uh, Time so for my revenge. Exactly, yes. Uh, so let's get back up here. We've also removed player's choice. Sorry, viewer's choice. Yes, we have. Good. And let's go back into it and see if we're going to give another flip. Another flip. I always do this. I call the coin flip a spin, and I call the spin wheel a flip. <laughs> Let's pull flip. gentlemen it looks like there's another game of who goes there it's a good old game that we haven't played in quite a while in fact i think we played it last week <laughs> um but we're going to be playing it again as we come back to this screen and i can line things up and take some of these things off uh and uh yeah you get to play along so in this there is going to be an image of a um I think it's a family or a group of people, most of the time from a TV show, or it should be a, a reference that you guys get. Uh, and one of those people are going to be missing. So again, like I said before, once before okay. we had the Scooby-Doo gang up there, all of them were there, Scoob included, but there was no Fred. He was like this weird sort of like ghostly blob in the middle. Uh, and so you would have to say him and then you'll get the point and say, uh, a point for the <clears> TV <throat> show and a point for the person who's in there. Great stuff. Uh, as I was doing that filibuster, I was going to bring in time so that I could do this and bring that up in the back. Who goes there? Exactly. And it's <laughs> going to play this. Um, but in fact, that's right. I've got to do this so that it plays at the right time. Uh, if you're wondering where that knock was coming from, it was happening inside your mind. Because you get to join us now as we go into the next game of Who Goes There? That's right. What game was it? It was Who Goes There? Oh, hey, y'all. It's just little old me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So that's why we brought it back to there, just so I could uh, end up playing that stinger. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, who goes there? Yeah, who goes there? Okay, who goes there? I love that, because when I first read it, I thought it was more like, who goes there? Yeah. But in fact, it was more like, who goes there? Who goes there? Oh, hey, yo, it's this and that old me. <laughs> Uh, and that was an artwork from a, an old book, like a, a like an old book from 1930s or something like that, which was called Who Goes There? So yeah, for any of you um, literary, literary bibliophiles out there, you might know exactly what that was. But yeah, in this it's going to be a, a good old guessing game and no points can be lost, so all you can do is accrue points. And you guys at home, uh, play along too so that you might know what in fact the references are. 
in a game of who goes there, yes. So here's our first one. Yell them out when you know who it could be. Ooh, what's the TV show and who goes there? I'm gonna oh. guess. Ooh, it's, I know it's one of two. I reckon it's either Bewitched or the other one, I Dream of Genie. I'm gonna go with Bewitched. Ooh. And Missing is some alien. I don't know what that is. I think I know. Okay. I think it's Tabitha. Mm. Oh. The cat, yes? Tabitha, I think it's the name of the daughter in Bewitched. Oh, nice. But, uh... I think you could be right. <laughs> nice! You are correct! And it was Bewitched. Very good. Points abound! Points! Woo! Exactly, so each, each of you got a point for that one. So, Mike, you got three points, and Vinny, you got three points. So, very good, and that's how it's played. It's that easy, ladies and gentlemen. Anyone could win those, and I'm going to say things in the same cadence, just because it makes me feel like I'm a preacher. Anyway, we're going to go back into it and see what <laughs> our next one is. So, what's the TV show, and who goes there? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's Cheers. Cheers to you too, buddy. <laughs> and, and I know the second part, I think, but I, I, I'll give it to you, Mike, because I've got the first part. Uh, I'm going to guess uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi. No. And I'm going to guess Whoopi. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, yes. And another point oh. for the character. Wow. What's the character's name he's playing? Mm. Damn. What's the character's name? He's playing... <gasps> Woody Harrelson's character's name in Cheers. Does anyone know out there? Jordan I M got in there with name. Cheers. Gulfins as well in that previous one got Tabitha. And uh, Phil Robertson also got Bewitched and Tabitha right off the back. And so did uh, Sezzy Says, Bewitched with Tabitha. So nicely done. Awesome. But what was the name of Woody Harrelson's character in Cheers? Oh, no. Smithy. Smithy. No, it's not Smithy. It's not what we I'm going to say Chuck. No, not Chuck. It's a bit more on the nose, as it were. That gives you the reference. It has, like, his name wasn't Nosy. Nosy. Darren might have it. Oh. Woody. Wait, Woody where boy. is it? You got it. Oh, Another Woody point boy. for you. Yes, exactly. So, Vinny's on five points. Mike, you are on four points. Nicely done. Oh. Look at that. Wow. Creeping up the charts there, just like that. Anyway, into our next one. What's a TV show? Right. And, oh, was, oh, 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 and who's missing? Who goes Now, look here? at that. Look, just look, look at, at that. Just lad. take a moment to take that view in. Is that a young Michael Jackson on the left there? No, it's not. <laughs> it's a very trendy look. I mean, that's a very, I think, 90s or, or ooze look yes. for, for Michael Jackson to be wearing. But again, it's I guess he was the boy who didn't age. So, I... I um. So, it, uh... Honest, I've got to bring the chat into this. Queer one. Eye for the Straight Guy is... Uh, Oh. I'm sorry, we're going to have to ask you to lock one in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm also going to say that, but okay. I'm going to say it's the the second series or the, the more recent kind of uh, version of uh, Queer Eye. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. That's more information than I think I have researched. <laughs> but we'll find and, out uh, in just a second. I'm just going to move this chat. And I have no idea who the, the missing fellow is, but I feel like his name ought to be Andre. His name ought to be Andre. I love it. Mm. It could be Serious Black. Look at the hair. It does. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, it yeah. does look very serious. They're, do they're doing over Or Black. Link from Zelda. Yes, true. 
Yeah. Awesome. Well, Vinny, you did say Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, and you were correct. It was Queer Eye for the cool. Straight Guy. Uh, and, uh, Mike, you were saying it was the more recent season. I do know that they've made a remake, but I'm pretty sure this was the first incarnation based on the person who is missing. Ooh. No, so if you guys know any of the popular cast and crew from Queer Gosh. Eye for the Straight Guy, or... Okay. Hint I think someone in the... In the chat might have it. Yes, the people in the chat, uh, they definitely know their stuff. Mm. They're right on the ball. The son of Car. The son of Car? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, I just saw, like, you know, um, Worf from Star Trek saying that. Yes. Oh, you're a son of Car. Yeah. Son of Car. Exactly. <laughs> it's like son of Mac. You are, um... Oh, yes, let us go to son of Mac and get us some burgers. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Great. So yes, Carson Cressley was the one. So you got the point for that one. I'll give it to you. This is good. There you go. Look at that. Carson Cressley, who's also um, one of the guest judges on RuPaul's Drag Race, which we brought up before too. So nicely done. Mm. Scorts, uh, scorts. Mm. Scores are standing thus. Mike Lewis just behind on five points with Vinnie Parfit on six points. One point ahead. Oh. I know. Beautiful stuff. Awesome. It's good to see you guys know the references out there. So yeah, you're getting the gist of it, that the people out there in the chat know their stuff. So definitely feel free to chase upon the things that they're referencing up there. But they have been told they can help or hinder you. So who knows? They could Ooh. be um, sending you a bum steer. As we go into our next one, what's the TV show and Ooh. who is missing? Well, that's a very big question. <laughs> Golly. I'm struggling to remember as well myself. Um, <laughs> this looks pre '90s. This one. This looks quite, quite old. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Oh, did I, and I it wrote looks it very. Down. Yes. Oh, it's awesome. very happy. I, you'll be. You'll kick yourself for this one. I'm gonna say that right off the bat. Well, um, <clears throat> it's like the very friendly version of Night Rider. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, like um. Everyone's happy, and there's Steve, you know, the Michael. the bright uranium ghost. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I feel like it um, might have been season 70 or so of Home Improvement when they just started entering late middle age. Yeah, when they went into the nuclear yeah. era. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually not um, a missing character there. That is. That's, yeah, that's it. There's no missing character there. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love it. Um, People in the chat definitely know their stuff. They're getting in with a whole bunch of answers, some of which might be correct. I'm going to go Walker, Texas Ranger. Nice. Awesome. Mike. I'm just going with what you guys said. So, uh, ghoul friends, thank you. Um, or perhaps not, they're, thank they're, you. They're ghoul fiends, these guys. Uh, that is too. Mm, yes. Ghoul fiends, Mike, thank you, ghoul you fiends. Oh, actually, no, don't worry about it. You've said the right thing, so I'm going to give you the point, Vinny. So, yeah, you've got to jump onto it before they um, they know what they're doing before you can answer. So, nicely done. Mm. It was. Steve in the chat has, has guessed the Brady Bunch, and I think he's close. I think he's very you know. close. It looks very happy. Absolutely. Yes. And, and of course, it would have to be uh, the changed Chuck Norris. They've definitely changed. Chuck, of course. There's a lot less of them. <laughs> what happened to them all? And explains why one of them is, like, yeah, got gamma radiation flying off him. Radioactive. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> What's that called? Um, oh, it's was it? Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. So it's almost oh, Quantum yeah. Leap-ish, isn't it? I'm thinking, like, yeah. uh, uh, Flatliners as well for some reason. Anyway, so if it is Walker, Texas Ranger, who is missing? Who be missing, y'all? Chuck, Chuck Norris. It is Chuck Norris! Mm. Correct! Nice. He looks the least happy out of all of them, he doesn't does. he? He's he just looks... really un... he's not happy about this. He's not Why very he... happy to be there. 
like, I would say the director's gone, look, uh, he's looking that unhappy, but we just have to get the whole cast as contrasting so you know who's actually the odd one out. Yeah. Right, so we've got Chuck Norris looking tough and everyone else looking moronic. <laughs> I, I love the big guy um, with the moustache uh, on the end. Apologies to anyone from the cast who may be That's watching. That's what I was about to say. Is it... Or either that or like Chuck Norris is being forced to push out the fart that he's been holding in. That's why he's got this sneer on his face. And like the yes. guy in the background can hear it and he's just like, hey, he's loving it. Oh. He's been holding it for half an hour yeah, now. The whole he's half an hour. Really... He's like, no, this is how I stay this size. Otherwise, he's just he deflates and he's just like, no, it's actually the size of Smeagol. Um <laughs> He's self-inflated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Awesome. And the chat did get it right because Chuck Norris did play Cordell Walker, Texas Ranger. Nice. Nah. You guys get that point out there as we go into another one of what's the TV show and what is the character. Oh, that's right. I remember this one. Oh. Oh, I'm wow. hoping that people out there know because it's oh it's funny. It's funny. I was thinking Carol Burnett show, but it's not. Close. And that looks like Betty White on the bottom left. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, mm. that's what I, was, I was thinking the Golden Girls, but then the rest don't match. No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? That's like oh that's that's gold. Okay, so you've got what looks like uh Three women at the bottom and three men on top. Yes. So they're married most probably. Well, it could be anyway uh, now these days. Yeah. It's a different time. Yeah. I, it's different time when one of you could be time. friends with a uranium based. <laughs> Who's organism? got a haircut like that? <laughs> Who's got a haircut like any of them, Vinny? Come on. <laughs> the one in, in the middle in particular on oh, the bottom it's, I'm it's loving... very flat on top yeah. but then so wide yeah. I'm loving the guy at the yeah. top who's still like side on and he's going I'm having a great time yes. that's brilliant <laughs> um, um, okay. we have in the chat someone with um, the love boat grounded which I think was the, <laughs> the little scene spit off version yeah it's of like the, the passion Volko of the love boat yeah. <laughs> look I do like Mary Tyler Moore and I haven't seen the Mary Tyler Moore show. Well, um, well, I work like a computer, Vinny. And once you say the character and mention the TV show, you get the points. So, two boom. points. Nicely done. It was the Mary Tyler Moore show, and it was Mary Tyler Moore who was missing. Wiggly arms. Chuck Norris in drag. Yay. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> so good. I tell you what, I'm, from now on, right, I, I <laughs> am... <do> <laughs> I'm not looking at any more of these people posting things. You're wonderful people watching. You're helping me out too much. Do, do you mean you much. didn't know all those answers yourself, Vinny? I'm shocked. <laughs> I do. Now. He's been sending us <laughs> vibes the whole time. That's it. Yeah. You'll wake up tomorrow with a terrible hangover. Like that. Mm. Exactly. What, from too much brain activity? No, he's been drinking as well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sending you my hangover. That'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> like if, if psychics could do that, it would ex explain why some days you wake up and you go, I wasn't, I haven't done anything, but why do I feel hungover? People say that it's would be amazing. Point. It would be like such a such a kind of like a minuscule power to have, and yet it would still so satisfying. <laughs> It'd be better than Meg's power of growing her fingernails, though. 
<laughs> which also in Superman Four, that was one of Nuclear Man's power, superpowers. That's a good segue as well from the whole nuclear. Did you have fingernails? Yeah, like at one point he just goes ka-ching and they go ping like that and extend. Now oh, wow. that that's a film that gets a lot of hate. I kind of love it. I, I was right at the right time when I grew up watching that. I, I was a kid and it was like Superman. It was Christopher Reeve Superman too, so I was, was right into that. He was fantastic. He was fantastic. Is, is, four the, is that the one where he fights himself? No, that's three. Ah. Yes, but also that's another great one, as in it's not, but it's another great one, um, <laughs> where they substitute, <laughs> um, was it, the, the, the ingredients for kryptonite, one of the like core ingredients, they substitute with tar because he sees it on the back of his cigarettes, and it had Richard Pryor, and that was their big A-list name. And they were like, yeah, no, we'll get him into it. And it was just like, how does this work? <laughs> Having said that, one of the most horrific moments in cinematic history when you get that woman who turns into the robot, oh, oh, terrifying. <laughs> I don't know. This sounds tragic. <laughs> does, does Superman get cancer or something? And it's all just like, a, well, it's very that's, mortal. As an adult, that's kind of where you're expecting it to go. You're going, oh, okay, this is going to be a lot more like <laughs> hardcore. It's going to be like, yeah, actually, like, how good is that? If you gave a kryptonite cancer to Superman so he wouldn't know, Imagine. it'd be years till it sets in. Then you just, oh my God. Patent, patent yes. that. Oh, we've, we've said it now. <laughs> we've, we've lost the, the patent to it. It's out there. Oh, well, yeah. oh. The mouse is just, sure. Exactly. But let's see if it's our last one or if it was our last one. So that was her game of who goes there. So yay, good work, guys. Wee! With the points standing thus, Mike Lewis on five points and Vincent Parfit on ten points. Very, very what? well done. I feel like something went horribly wrong there for me and I can't quite work out what it was. <laughs> yeah, it was get your head so far and then it just sort of like shoved over. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Well, we're still in amongst games and anything could happen. Um, how are you going up the back there, Ree? I'm sorry, I'm laughing at the chat. <laughs> yeah, well, what's happening? Oh, I saw some the... of the comments have been, yes, the Chuck, Chuck Norris, Norris and Drag has been <laughs> in stitches. That's great. Um, but Ghoulfin's responding with Queer Eye for the Straight Guy being, this is my Bible. Yes. Um, yeah, just, these are absolutely hilarious. Um, so, yeah, thanks, guys. You're keeping me entertained out here. It's great. Yay! Keep it coming. The theme song is just in my head constantly. And it's like one of those things that when you hear the beginning of it, you have to sort of like, you know, go right through it. It's like when we had the Australian Idol theme as one of our Name That Tunes that came up. Mm -hmm. And now when I'm thinking of that tune, that's now stuck in my head. It's overtaken the other one. But um, yeah, I, I, I loved the theme tune to um, <laughs> Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. I thought it was um, a good motivator. But then again, a lot of those songs are. A, a good mantra song for motivation is RuPaul's um, song... We're all born naked and the rest is drag. Um, I th it's a really good song, especially no. if you have to have motivations to going along to an audition or if you just you know have to go, okay, I'm, I'm nervous about going to do something. It's a really good sort of thing to just uh, have in there as you're going for a walk or a jog, because this is how I jog. <laughs> <laughs> I try and jog as frivolously as possible. Um, and so ways. you're a Phoebe Buffet from Friends. Cool. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Um, or or <laughs> um, like when they're running away from drama and you just like do it like really crazy like that. I was trying to do is chaotic. Everything is a long shot when I run. Anyway, uh, how are we for time? Are we a bit ahead? Are we a bit behind? No, we're behind. It's 9.30. It's 9. Okay, behind. So we should go straight into our next one. We're having too much fun. It's 
good. I know. It's been a great show. Yes, it has been. So that means <laughs> we're going, no, it's been a great show. Keep going. Um, <laughs> which is a good segue because we get to go into a game that we get to play every week. Uh, and you out there get to get everyone in the household to play along because we're going to be using classic Xena cards to see if, well, we've had the telepathy flying around already. But let's see how your ESP tunes in with ESPN in a game of Venkman Burn in Hell. So this fun old game, we're going to take out our cards, a choice of five, as it were, with no pressure of flippancy or me being dodgy in the slightest, uh, just a choice of five. Which card am I holding up? And of course, everyone can play along in here at home. Uh, your kids, your dogs, your um, <laughs> the people you have in the attic. Um, <laughs> you know, all of them. Uh, if you want them to, as well if we established before, even taxidermy you can talk back in your own lines. So, our choices are going to be thus. Either the red cross, or we have the, red the cross. black square, or we have the yellow circle, or we have the blue wavy lines, or we have the green star. I'll bring it up onto the full screen so that you can see as well. Uh, and we can make it one more time clarified. So it's either the green star, it is the blue wavy lines, it is the yellow circle, or it is the black <laughs> square, or it is the red cross. So good stuff. Do we, do we have to remember the colors and the shapes? Uh, it, you can get extra points. I'll give you an extra point if you get the color. Yeah. Um, technically, uh, yeah, no, I'm a generous computer, how it works out, because this is one where two points on for a correct answer, two points off for an incorrect answer. So uh, it works out uh, that way. So no, I'm not going to be uh, foxy with it. Uh, I'm, yeah, I, yeah, it depends. I'll, I'll work out the algorithm when you say it. I don't know which card it is because I've now flipped them over. I'm going to choose this card. I'm going to hold it up. I'm going to see what it is. I'm going to try and communicate to you what it is now. I'm going to go full screen. So, so, Richard, if you can see it stronger in your head, magnify it, get it a little larger. I'm getting something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that's hot. That's, oh, no, no. And now we're going into what, what our, our raunchy reviews. No, subscribe to Patreon. Sorry, think, what are we doing? Focus, oh, focus, focus, Richard. I know, focus. I'm focusing too hard. Oh, no, more euphemisms. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Good stuff. So already out there, we've got people saying the green star. Um, for Nonna, we've got the red cross. We've got uh, the yellow circle, wavy lines. Uh, be gentle, <laughs> which isn't a card, so we're not going to. Uh, we've got the black box. We've got another black box, and we've got the green star. Is that also and we've got cool things saying, let me ring the coroner to ask. <laughs> yes, ring the coroner and ask. No, he, he might be, uh, we don't want to get his hands dirty. Or he will be getting his hands dirty and we don't know what's happening. <laughs> but of course, Ree, you and Shadow will get to choose along as well. But Mike and Ooh. Vinny, which would you be saying? What is I'm, the card? I'm getting very strong signals. I'm getting um, magenta eggplant. <laughs> Good. Very strongly. Peach emoji. <laughs> All right, next under the covers euphemism gets 10 spanks from me, guys. Yay. Is that a threat or a, or a promise? I'm, I'm... That is a promise, my dear. Yeah, that it, is a promise. It depends, yeah, like, what is it? How much of the uh, lament configuration you want to solve. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the pleasure is your pain and the pain is your pleasure. Uh, beautiful stuff still out there. Oh, giving I, think I, I think I've got something happening here myself. Yeah. I'm thinking... I'm thinking... It's got four corners, so it's going to be a it's going to be a square. Nice, you're going square, so you're saying it's the black box. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, Mike, besides yeah. the uh, magenta eggplant, 
out of the oh, choices. Do I get two guesses? <laughs> the what? Do I get two guesses? Out of the choices that we gave you. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. That makes more sense. That does All right, make I'll, more I'm going to go. Although, I'm, gonna I'm go happy with you going that and you get, like, you know, two points off. <laughs> I'm going to go with the wavy lines. Blue wavy lines. I like it. Great stuff. Re, <laughs> what would you be saying it is? Or Shadow? Alrighty. Well, we've got my deck here. So, uh, Shadow Darling. Oh, you, you are actually coming over. Oh, cool. Awesome. Pick one. That one? Pig. Okay. Pig. He's gone for the yellow circle. Beautiful stuff. Ooh. So you're going to be saying yellow circle. Awesome. Yeah. A free choice because, of course, Shadow knows. Anybody else out there? The coroner says it's a green star. Chuck Norris is... I can't read the end of that comment from Steve, but it says... Black box. Chuck Norris's Chuck black, Norris's box. black box. Of course, and now Paul I get Green it. says it's the black box. Huh? I can't believe you actually rang the coroner out. That's commitment. And that's why actually, I, I can, but anyway. Yep. Train is rushing through the tunnel for some reason. Smurfs! Um, good. And Gulfins is saying it's a black box. Great stuff. Well, of course, like I said before, Shadow knows because Shadow got the yellow circle. Wow. So nicely done. That's incredible. Oh. Well Shadow. Nicely done. And also that's incredible. Sarah, who on her first attempt at Bankman Burn in Hell during her first live session with us, she's gotten it. Perfect. Well Look at that. Straight off the bat and winning that. And you'll be able to hopefully get a copy, well, a copy, uh, a version of these cards uh, very soon. We're um, hoping to be able to get them out to you at a cost-affordable price instead of just working out the logistics of that at the moment. Uh, but yeah, they're nice and all and, and like, they've got like linen printed. And so like, yeah, you can't probably see the texture on the edges of it. But it's got this sort of like, you can play like, uh, I don't know, washerboard sort of songs with it. It's a great lot of interactive fun, so <laughs> I'm all about the gimmicks. And the case is actually, I kind of want to put it up here, but it's all like Great Gatsby, sort of like gold and uh, lines and stuff. It's very, very mm -hmm. fun. Uh, yeah, um, uh, Mick from uh, Lux Voco uh, and I have been playing with a whole bunch of different intros and stuff like that to just try and deter some of the spooky things. We're probably going to get it right, ready, just before we go into spooky season, which means we're going to have to revert back to our spooky intro anyway. But we've been working on a couple of different things, and one of them being the Qualiseum. So, um... Because uh, Qual, of course, is the short handle that we use for uh, Quiz Arena Live. Uh, and so, yeah, hopefully we'll be showing a bit of that off soon in some of our promotional videos that we're going to be showing off some of the videos out there. So, yes. Congratulations to everybody else out there who got that right. Um, before we go into our tournament, though, uh, we're about to go into our last round, our Quiz Arena Live tournament. So get ready to play along at home. But just before we do, is there anything that you guys would like to give a shout-out to if there's a charity or a cause that you feel particularly... Uh, uh, strong about, or even just like, you know, if there's friends that you want to give a shout out to, or something that either you're working on, or have worked on in the past, that people might be able to see you, uh, or get amongst that. Michael? I'm just going to give a shout out to Psychics, just generally. Yeah. Psychics, good job. Nice. Keep it up. <laughs> psychics <laughs> in general, so like Robin Psychic as well. well, so yeah, like, you know, the rest of the family, like, you know, fell from the trapeze, but he didn't, so that's it. Especially Psychics Sidekicks. Psychic Sidekicks, like yeah, they are. Very overlooked that's, and underrated. Exactly, mm. Captain Hindsight, like, you know, is sort of both of those wrapped up into it, but that's what they need, like, you know, when Batman's about to jump off the ledge and the Psychic Sidekick just goes, no, wait. Look, this is yeah. another thing. In that, 10 years, you're going to be a father. Yeah, we, we've got to stop talking because people are going to be starting to... Ne next year, we're going to see Marvel coming out there. It's going to be the next multiverse. And it's just going, with the psychic sidekick. And we're like, God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> uh, that's why the people out there are subscribing and liking. <laughs> Get us to a thousand views. Tell your friends. 
Um, great stuff. But yeah, is there any any courses out there that you'd feel particularly wanting to mention? Um, I, I'm gonna. Uh, I just. I think the Red Cross, quite honestly, is very good. Absolutely. I, I think it's. I reckon it's doing a lot of good out there, quite honestly. And and, and the question is, is it the Red Cross? Yes, yeah, see, there it is. It is. It's not the Blue Red Cross. Oh. It's the Red Cross. Wavy Lines, not not as well known as a charity, box. though. Unfortunately, <laughs> the Black Box, the Green Star, and of course the uh, Wavy Lines in the Black Box. In the Black Fox. I thought they were coming out of the black box. What does the black box say? Uh, the black box. Ah. It's um. It's hard to destroy. <laughs> it is hard to destroy. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know why that made me laugh so much, but um. Anyway, I've forgotten the hotkey to bring it up in the background, so I'll I'll find it this way. Uh, and yeah, great stuff, awesome. So we've got about a minute to go into our tournament. Uh, everybody else can play at home in the chat. All you've got to do is put the number to the corresponding answer into the chat on the side there, and it should register for you guys to be able to play along at home. Uh, and at the end, you'll be able to see your name coming up on the Quizzering Live leaderboard, and that'll be a lot of fun for you. Where is it? I've gone through the thing twice and now only now found it. So there we go. Uh, good stuff, guys. Good luck. And of course, before we go into this, one point on for a correct answer, two points off for an incorrect answer. So we're raising Ooh. those stakes all the time. So, yeah, good fun. It's just reset now. I don't know why. Okay, here we go. Into that game of choice and fun with multiple choice questions in our Quizzerina Live tournament. Play along at home. Our first question. <clears throat> Which singer turned actress performed the Kim Possible theme song? One, Vanessa Hudges. Two, Christina Milan. Or Milane. Uh, three, Christina Aguilera. Or four, Ashley Tisdale. I'm going to guess. I'm going to say one, Vanessa Hudgens. Nice. Awesome. I'm going to guess two. And I'm going to go with number three, Christina Aguilera. <laughs> <laughs> I think I missed the joke. So what you're saying? You have two guesses. <laughs> what? You both Sorry. get to guess. So I was doing something in the background. What? <laughs> what am I constantly? So you're saying Milan, and you're saying Hudges. I'm, I'm Hudges. No, I'm saying Christine Aguilera. You're saying Aguilera. Good stuff. Awesome. You both lost two points. <laughs> You were right the first time, Vinny. Yes. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's in his own little world, of course. The answer was Christina Milane. Uh, and who got that? Let me just have a second. Oh, was it? Says he says, uh, Riri, Jordan, and Phil all got that. So congratulations. Oh, nice thing it. done. As we're going into our next one. We suck, Vinny. <laughs> Which director had a surprising cameo in Beverly Hills Cop 3? No. One, was it Steven Spielberg? Two, Spike Lee. 
three, George Lucas, or four, David Lynch? Ooh, so if you've seen... I'm going to go with number one. Number one, Steven I'm Spielberg. Spielberg. I'm going to guess two, and I'm also going to go with answer two. Nice. <laughs> I, I see. I guess two, and so I'm going to answer two. Oh. Gold. Gold comedy there, guys. Um, I have to make sure to shelve that one for later, and because we're at the end of the show, it, I was not talking about um, a comedy sense. Oh, I don't know. It's getting late. Um, <laughs> so get to answering if you guys know what it might be down below. Because, uh, yeah, there was a cameo that instantly that uh, Steven Spielberg, I know, was cameoed in Goldmember, which was, of course, the third, um, uh, what was it, Austin Powers film, which had a lot of great cameos in that, but to see him on screen was quite a lot of fun. Um, great stuff. It was George Lucas. Wow. George Lucas. Nice. Okay. So neither of you said that, did you? Oh. Oh. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> so now we've got Mike Lewis on zero and Vincent Parfit on four. Yes. <laughs> It worked too what's, well. What's the lowest score Zero. that's ever been achieved? So yeah. Oh, Actually, yeah, we can't go below. No, um, what was it? Uh, David Callan was the first to score zero, and he won because he was the first to score zero. So yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. It could it could work out any which way, or we could play D twenty. Who knows what could happen? I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure where I am right now. Um, awesome. As we go into our next question, which of course was, which Disney film's credits feature wildlife documentary footage from the 1982 TV series by the real Marty Stouffer? One, uh, Wild America. Two, White Fang. Three, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Four, Charlie, The Lonesome Cougar. Oh, Charlie, The Lonesome Cougar. That's a different sort of connotation when you're going yeah, out I've in the never... streets at night. <laughs> yeah, they're most dangerous when they're alone. Well, I'm gonna knock in number three for myself. Homeward Bound. Oh, the great incredible film. journey. I just, I just love Charlie the the lonesome cougar. So I have to, I have to pick that one. Yes, Charlie the lonesome cougar. Beautiful. <laughs> um. I think that's my mum, actually. That's... Yeah. yeah. I'm confused. Neither of you said Wild America, so. Uh, Darren got that one, Jordan got that one, and Phil got that one. Uh, nice. And points standing. Mike J. Lewis on zero points. Vincent Parfit on two points. Nice. On two. 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 Hello. Coming for you, Vinny. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like yeah, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> so good. Uh, I loved Homeward Bound as well. That was, uh, what was it? Michael J. Fox was in that. Funny. Yeah. 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 True story, yes. Was it? <laughs> what was the highest-grossing anime film in the United States? One, Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. Two, the Pokemon, the movie. Um, three, Dragon Ball Super, Broly. Four, Demon Slayer, the movie, Mugen Train. I don't know what the hell I'm saying anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Please tell me that I'm saying the right words. You're making these up, right? I, I, I just, I'm just going, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> but I've got to save that for under the covers. Um, so Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. Pokemon, the movie, um, something about brollies with Dragon Ball Super um, or a Demon Slayer movie, Mugen Train. God. I'm going to go number two. Two. Number Pokemon, two. The movie. Uh, Pokemon. Awesome. What do you I like say? umbrellas. They're one of my favorite yeah. devices for keeping the rain off me. So I'm going to go with three. Nice. Perfect. Got it in there. Nicely done. So again, did neither of you get the right one? 
Zero, zero, yes! Yes! Now we need to have, it's like, a comeback. drive. We need, like, the, the colours to change. Things need to, like, raise the stakes. Things need to, like, pace up. I don't know what to do now. I'm excited. I'm back, baby! Yes! I feel like now we have to... Ev now it has to flip. Every time you get a right answer, you go... You lose points. Every time you get a wrong answer, you get two points. Oh. Or something. Well. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Let's just see how it works. <laughs> See how it works. Don't you, don't you get the answer right? Uh, <laughs> we'll find out after I say it. What inspired the hunting dogs in Predators from 2010? One, zombie dogs from Resident Evil. Two, the dog hybrid alien from Alien 3. Three, the creature skulls in Predator 2. Or four, a cranky Doberman. Just, a, just an old, you're playing old cranky one. Just, just a cranky bear. A cranky bear. <laughs> I mean, it seemed obvious. Harold from I'm Neighbors. I'm just going to go with three. Nice, you're going to say Creature Skulls in Predator 2? Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Don't save any. Uh, and I'm going to go number one, number Zombie one. Dogs from Resident Evil. Zombie Dogs! So one and three. Nicely done. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yes, I like it. Good. Now, what we're going to say is so if you get it wrong, you get one point. Okay. And if you get it right, you lose two points. Well, no, we're on zero, so... No, you lose two points. So if you get it... Right, you get two points. No. If you get it wrong, you get two points. There you go, that's how I it works. I like that, it's a win-win. Yes. So the creature skulls are predator too. You said that, didn't you, Mike? Oh. Yes. Do I lose points? No, you get points, because you got it... No, you got it right, didn't you? So you lose points. Vinny got oh, it right, no. so he got points. You're killing me. <laughs> it could change me. again, I don't know. Ree, if you have any suggestions, because I'm going no, crazy. No, question... Says he got that one right though, because it was the creature skulls in Predator Two. It was. <laughs> so and and so I've got it wrong. Yeah, so you got. So I'm 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 also on. I get I get it two points. You do. <sighs> How much screen time do the dinosaurs have in Jurassic Park from 1993? One, 26 minutes. Two, 21 minutes. Three, 15 minutes. Or four, 11 minutes. In my mind, I'm still reliving the glory days of. 20 minutes ago when I had 26 points, so I'm going to go with one. Yes. Yeah. One, 26 minutes, nice. Okay, and I'm going to go with 15 minutes. Beautiful, 15 minutes. Number three, one yeah, I'm going to go again. I like it, good stuff. Awesome, mm. beautiful. And it makes me, just before we came on here, I was trying to cram in another game, which is called X Best Beasties, which is a game about dinosaurs, and you've got to put them on a slideable scale. So... Mm. Good stuff. We're going to find out what the answer is. Ree, what's the answer? It's 15 minutes. Nine minutes belonging to Sam Winton's animatronics. Nice. While the rest was CGI. Well, based on that last round, if you both lost it, you get two points. So, yeah, you both got two points. <laughs> <laughs> nice. See, this is where it sort of works out. It sort of evens itself out a bit, you know? The points don't matter here. Everything's chaotic. Yeah. Exactly. You got it. <laughs> Beautiful. Awesome. As we go... Can I quickly ask, yeah. how, how far over time are we at this point? I don't think we're over time yet, I think. Oh, wait. Oh, we're, oh we're 15 minutes, maybe. We could be. Don't listen to me is the point of this show. <laughs> is this a good time for me to tell my 15-minute story about the time my nana went to Hold that thought. the shop? <laughs> Question number seven. Which Police Academy movie was given an R rating? One, Police Academy 4. Two, Police Academy 3. Three, Police Academy 2. Four, Police Academy... I really want to say Police Academy 1. I do too. I'm going to go with 4, but quickly before Vinny does. 4, Police Academy 1. Awesome. So which was given an R rating? R rating. I think Police Academy... 
I was thinking four because it's. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go three. So you're gonna say police. I'm gonna go three. So you're gonna say police academy two. No, uh, so police academy three. So police academy three being selection number two, whereas Mike yeah. you're gonna choose police academy one, which is selection four. Oh. <clears throat> Cognitive load. Cognitive load. It was. Oh wow! Police academy. The it first is the first one. one. Yes. Nicely done. Yeah. I think I think I heard someone talking about this the other day. Yeah, when it first came out, it was R-rated. I think I don't know if it was because of swears or nudity. Like I'm not sure what it was exactly. Swears. Yes. Sezi, Phil, and Jordan all got that correct as well. And just to let you know, now that we have points, I flipped it back to our normal one. So one point on for a correct answer, two points off for an incorrect answer. Just mainly because as well, Mike, you got that, and Vinny got it wrong. So. Oh, here we go. We have in the comments. It was the swears. It was the swears. It was the swears. I was thinking it might have had like one of those nudity scenes when they were like you know looking into the locker rooms. Like you know, it was a different time. How large <laughs> is the Gen 2 Mako Shark in Deep Blue Sea from 1999? 1, 55 feet. 2, 45 feet. 3, 35 feet. 4, 25 feet. <laughs> All of those are wrong. It was freaking huge. It was freaking huge, and that's the yeah, it was, yeah, that's the measurement size. It's like a butt ton. Like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a real oh. measurement. Uh, I got Vinny? Butt ton. I'm going to go... Number two, 45 feet. 45 feet for a Mako shark. Nice. 45. 45. 45 All right. feet. Nice. I'll get 35. 35. 35. 45 and 35. Nice to see it. 35 and 45. Beautiful stuff there. What be the answer there? Rhiannon. The answer is 45 feet. I was so hoping you would go 45 feet. Says he got it right. And who said 45? Is that Mike? I think I did. Mike, nicely done. No, Vinny said 45. <laughs> Mike said 35. Oh, nice. Well, Vinny gets two points for that. Then I'm going to take off two points off Mike. So there you go. Oh. Then cheeky. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's, it's going. It's gone crazy. Uh, this is this is so in flux. It's such a flux moment. <laughs> it's influxinating. Mm. Oh. It's capacitating. I take Metamucil for that though. I think this is good. Don't forget you have a 50-50 in your hand, but I'd hold it until That's the right. Question. Yeah. We have a what? Penultimate question. You can ask her for a 50-50. So what was the first Walt Disney movie to be shown on British television? One, The Shaggy Dog. Two, The Happiest Millionaire. Three, That Darn Cat. Or four, Summer Magic. And yes, you can ask Rhiannon for a 50-50. She'll knock out two incorrect answers. Now that I know there's a 50-50, I'm going to go with that. Rhiannon, may I please? You want a 50-50 for this question? Very well. I would have held off until the next one, but I'm going to knock out the shaggy dog and that darn cat. Nice. Okay. So what are you going to say? Lock it in. Number two. Number two. <laughs> which is the happiest millionaire. Nice. And Vinny, what are you going to say? Um, <clears throat> number four. Number four, mm. Summer Magic. One of my mum's favourite ones, and Hayley Mills as well was in that film. Says he says Aww. it was the happiest millionaire, and she got it correct. Nicely done, the happiest millionaire. So, yay. And so who said that one? That was... Was that Mike? That was, that that was, was uh, Mr. Lewis. That was me. Nice. And for the record, ladies and gentlemen, it aired on Christmas Eve in 1973. Oh wow! Oh, Christmas Eve. Oh, so beautiful. That's so recent. And such a oh, such nostalgic. Like in, in again, one of our Patreon videos, we went on nostalgia lane and.
played with, uh, what was it, uh, Fortuosity and watched some Tommy Steele videos. It was great fun. It was, it was, it was a good time. It's good to be had. Uh, next question. Our last question. In Asylum from 2016, who provided the demonic voice for the shadow entity? One, Richard Lovegrove. Two, Rhiannon Elizabeth Irons. Three, Rhett Morrow. Or four, Jared Nielsen. Now this is where you would have wanted a 50-50. Yeah, you would have wanted a 50-50 on this one. Whoa. Richard Lovegrove, that's you, no? Do I get extra points if I say you? Um, as in, uh, if you're correct, I that's guess. That's a very clever question. I I'm going to say one. You're going to say one? Richard Lovegrove, nice, awesome. Vinny, what would you be saying? <clears throat> in Asylum from 2016. Oh. The Shadow oh. Entity. I feel um, very confused at this point. You feel very I want intense. to say one. I want to say one as well. I want to say one as well. You can well. both go for one. I'll tell you what, I'll give you double points for it. Okay. If you're correct, you'll both get two points each. <laughs> Unfortunately, with Rihanna's lines, so you both lose two points. <laughs> Oh, wow. Look at that. So, Rihanna's of the I Irons. did a submerged oh. question last time. It was time to bring in a film that I did. Yes. So, so sorry. Riri, Rhett Sessie, Murrow and Phil physically Organon. played the shadow entity, but I provided the voice. Yes. Can I hear the voice? You could, but I don't have the equipment to bring it out in me. Oh. No. Yeah, I had to uh, deepen my register quite dramatically for it. Oh. Yes. Swear to me. She was actually the voice of Batman as well for um, Christian Bale. <laughs> no. Um, if we look at our leaderboard, we have coming in sixth place with one correct answer, Madame Macabre. Coming in fifth place with one correct answer, Darren. Uh, we have also coming in fourth place with two correct answers, Riri. Coming in second, or third place, sorry, we have with four correct answers, Phil Robinson. Coming in second place with four correct answers, Jordan M. And coming in first with six correct answers, Sezzy Says. So nicely done, guys. Woo! Well done. Sezzy. Beautiful stuff. Awesome work there, and congratulations. You can say that you are now the Quiz Arena champion for this week. Lorded around the office, lorded around the camp. <laughs> <coughs> If, if you are so inclined, carry on camping. Um, uh, and if we look at our leaderboard, I'm personally so excited that we need like to have... Hold on, I'm even going to look up the song. I'm going to find it later. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh... I love... I, I love what we've, uh, cut, what, what we've put in tonight has given us exactly zero. I love... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this feels opportune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just like an endless, oh, yes. endless confetti to me. Uh, actually, no, I'm going to find this. So, yes, both Mike Lewis and Vincent Parford have both wiped the floor clean. <laughs> By ending, wipe the, <laughs> the wipe the points clean. It was fantastic. All the points clean and broken the system, mm. and have both ended on zero points naturally. Naturally, ladies and gentlemen. Perfect. I Those I could not be dirty. happier. In fact, I I really mean that. <laughs> <laughs> so much so. I'm downloading a another overlay, which is hopefully going to be looped. If not, it's going to be looped next time. Because we all just need this in our life. But it needs Did to you say lube? So here we go, fit the screen. There we go. I'm just looping it. Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, our winners this week are Mike Lewis and Vincent Parfit on zero points. Yes! Incredible 
stuff here on Quiz Arena Live where anything can happen at any time to any of us, as we've all found out. So, <laughs> I don't know, it's so much fun. We did, they tied. It's another tie. So it's so good. It's a wonder. Yeah. We were equally as good equally as, as one another tonight. Yeah, mm. and life itself. So beautiful stuff there. If there's um, anything as well that like you guys would like to make a mention to, and please let the people know out there in the chat how they can find you, where you reside, and what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Vinny? Where are you going to be playing off at? Well, uh, I'm going to go for a little uh, hike to the... Uh, Northeast, just um, just ahead of me. I'll turn it around by the look the same. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. Yeah. No, but um, thank you guys for tonight. I had a lovely time. God, I'm glad you did too, because um, I had a great time. Yeah. I'm just gonna overlay I this did. so that on every single screen we're gonna have confetti going off. So there we go. Anytime I cut to you, this confetti. So much confetti all the time now. And yes. I, I was. You can, we, you can find Vincent Parfit at Vincent Parfit on uh, Instagram. Uh, so get in on about there. And also catch his film Magic, which is out on all the good streaming platforms. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun to be had where you can see him doing some awesome stuff. Beautiful. And what about you, Mike? Whereabouts can the great people out there find you? Probably just like curled up under my bed sheets crying <laughs> <laughs> at the loss of my... <laughs> 26 points. Oh. So come over, console me. I like chips. Yeah, and, chips. Uh, no, beautiful. Well, and, and you're more than welcome to come on back again so that you can redeem those 26 points and hopefully accrue some more points here on the Quiz Arena Live. So we'd, we'd love, love to have that. you back and I'd love to get you in an escape room so that you can help us escape with it. Uh, we usually ask all of our previous guests to come on board and join us. Thanks to Virtual Escaping who have been sponsoring these events. So you can help us escape the Artifact Isle. So yeah, we'd love to have you back. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'd love to be back. Awesome stuff. And make sure you can check him out on Instagram, which is Mike J. Lewis. And of course, on the uh, what was it, Twitterverse, where you are. What was it? Oh, Affect- Instagram is at Affectitious, where you can see pictures of me uh, looking confused whilst reading uh, pretentious novels. Nice. Beautiful. And that's the way we like to see it. Awesome. And of course, you've got some music out there on Spotify and all of those great yes. streaming channels. If you look up My Broken Art. So awesome work. Thank you guys so much, Vinny and Thank Mike. You. So good to have you on here. I'd love to have you on again very soon. Thank you. Thank you. Woo. Thank you, guys. Awesome. And of course, Rihanna Elizabeth Irons, we're up next. So I'm hoping that you're ready and rearing for it. Yes. You know I am. I always am. <laughs> yes. Awesome. How, how excited <laughs> are you for it? Well, I have my riding crop, and I believe I have three gentlemen that need spanking. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Well, let's give them a bit of a taste of what they can see. What happens under the covers doesn't always stay under the covers. Join Quizarina Live host Richard Lovegrove and erotic author Rihanna Elizabeth Irons for a night of debauchery as they give in to dark desires. Can make 
make sure to check that out right after this. So if you are a Patreon subscriber, jump on there and get onto the tier of Under the Covers uh, as we do our raunchy reviews. So ready and raring to get into it. And thank you again, Re, again, every time you astound us with the knowledge that you have both in the points and in our great game of You Bet Your Life. So thank you again so much. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> sports, 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 sorry, anyway, anyway, that's the end of the show, you're playing with your balls, Richard. exactly, yes, thank you guys so much, and thank you to everybody else as well out there at home, um, we really enjoy this, and hope you do too, and look forward to seeing you guys uh, next week, same bat time, same bat channel, here at the Quiz Arena, where you can have fun at 7.30 on Thursdays, here on YouTube, rock on and keep it real guys <laughs> celebrations zero points confetti <laughs>